The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by our friends at Cigars.com. Malinlabe cigars are premium cigars. Each cigar is a true Puro, 100% organic Cuban leaf binder and filler cigar with a 15 Habano wrapper. These cigars are always produced in small batches, and once they are gone, they're gone. Right now, as an introductory offer to the brigade, Malinlabe has a four-pack cigar sampler assortment on sale for just $75. All four are premium cigars that are sure to define the luxury experience you would come to expect. Malinlabe also offers for single-barrel bourbon maple whiskey and amazing coffee that can be combined to make a wonderful gift box if a brigade member buys a set cigars, coffee, and whiskey. Mall and Labe will include whiskey glasses, coffee mugs, and a decorative ashtray to complete the experience. Log on to mallandlabecigars.com. That's M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com. Or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel at bvbshow.com. Mall and Labe Cigars, the premium cigar for those with discerning tastes. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, man? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It is the day known as Roll Call Friday. Friday. What is up, boys and girls? Welcome into the Bostonian versus the book. A little later than normal. We'll explain why here in just one second. It was a good reason for why we're on a little late here. Sharepen's already got the baseball glasses on, the full outfit for baseball, softball as well. We'll get yes, to that here in just one second. Live on YouTube and on Twitter. Hit the like button. Hit the thumb. Hit the, the bell notification bell. As to when we go live because bell. then you know when we're late here. It's almost noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Sports good on the replay. How are you guys Friday night? It is... A roll call Friday, Dave, and you've already had a hell of a morning. How are you? Oh, my goodness. I told you right before we started, wait, the morning started here. I found out, as a matter of fact, that it was going to be a softball day and didn't know. Middle Consig Kelsey decided that she was going to go and put the uniform on after not playing for eight months, resting her back, rehab, and all this stuff. She told her mother, who then told me as she was leaving for work, we got softball today. Eight, 10, and 12. What are you talking about? Well, I'm going to play, but I'm not playing. I'm just DH. That's what they said. Oh, okay. Grandma, little trip to the ER, check up to make sure she was okay. Big can sit Kylie on the road to California to go watch a baseball tournament with her friends. They said, Daddy, you and Kendall, you got it. Little can sit. Well, what are you talking about? Who's watching a dog? Dog's fine. Put the dog in a cage when you leave. Can I go watch the game? Yes. That's what I've been doing. So I got the nasty softball hat on. This is nice. my practice slash game hat that I wear in the heat. Um, these are the glasses. I got these in the other field glasses. And uh, I just left the field. So I literally just walked in, said I got it. You know, Kelsey's the, the best thing about today. We'll save it for the end of the show. But it was fun to be back at the fields in the dugout, all the dirt, all the dust, all the wind all the fun stuff that you get with all of it 
And she goes, you got to go do your show. Do you know how mad P. Roll's going to be? Because you told him 1130 and it's 1124. Well, you I said, know it no. takes 10 minutes to get home. Yeah. When I you said, said I, I texted you at 10, at 10 and said, you what were, time do you want to start? And, and I said 1130 is what I set the time for. And you go, well, and sent me a picture of you and, and you at the field. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Kendall and you were there and noon and you say no <laughs> and i was like okay i've kind of been able to justify or at least play the i have a pretty good idea as when where you are as to what time the show is going to start <laughs> so noon is when we start the show so thank you guys for being here you pretty right. cool hat that you put up this is sparking all sorts of conversations on twitter about the custom made bvb hat that you designed for our friend jay from boston who works at winbet who's yes. been in town who's using the proxy service with us yes we'll figure out some way somehow we're going to get that into everyone's hands we've got the plans in the works for what a store will look like for bvb because you guys all want the custom hats i gotta say the the white hat man it looks good the logo God, looks good. It, it looks good. It looks really good. I have one of them in green, but that Suns slash Sun, Connecticut yeah. Sun, yeah. one that you made today was, that was pretty nice. If you guys are new to Roll Call Friday, by the way, if you're joining us for the first time, how you get your name run off, read off by Dave later in the yes. show is by going to YouTube. If you're watching on Twitter, head over to the YouTube channel at Boston versus the book, same as the handle on Twitter, but on YouTube youtube.com slash at Boston versus the book. Hop in the chat, write something, anything, whatever you want. Dave will do the roll call with your city and area code at some point in the near future. Yes. Just go ahead and drop that in there and we will say hi to you here on a roll call Friday. That is what it is. Bonvi, yes, the hat is very nice. It is a very cool Braves baseball hat. So we're going a little red and red and black today. California this is, Angels. This is one of my favorite BBB ones. Yep, that white. was awesome. Yeah, this this pops. This always gets uh, attention, a lot of attention, comments, things like that. But this is a show hat. Like I don't like to wear this one out in the heat because I don't like to get the sweat marks. But you can get flat bill, you can get curve bill, you can get snap, you can get adjustable flex fit, all this other fitted. We're gonna we can get yeah, the flex fit white. Models. Is, what the flex fit white? The one that you that I made after seeing. I think it was Chef Benny's. Celtics model that I copied. Yes. Was I love it's my favorite hat. It's my flat out my favorite hat. I wear it all the time and I yes. need it. And I, I wear it so much it's almost time to get a new one because of the white shine is kind of almost gone. It's now turning into an old white hat. We put the gold outline in that yeah. shine too. That one might be the um the future one that we kind of market to special brigade members only or something like that. I don't know. We're talking about a lot of things, but yeah, it's very, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's been a fun, yeah. it's been a fun couple of weeks. So let, let's jump into a couple of stories here because this was but my, before favorite. we start, let's, okay. we're going to say it's, it's about noon right now. We're probably going to do roll call Friday at one o'clock Pacific, Sounds four right. o'clock Eastern, yeah. right around there. Sounds so right. while you're here watching, we'll, uh, you know, ask for different things. First will be the area codes. Not yet. I just wanted to point out at the top of the show, I want to thank Sonic again oh. for that great little video this morning. <laughs> so the good. Twitter videos on Friday, I can't extend enough thank yous to what you guys are doing and making your own because of the show and because of the Roll Call Friday yeah, People ask thing. every single Friday, what the fuck are you two doing? <laughs> like It happens every Friday when people are like, why is my feed inundated? 
with all of this stuff that you guys are doing. So good. It is so, so good. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, 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 it's an awesome thing that you guys do because you don't just make one or two or three. You're all making different iterations. You build upon each other. It's like a Lego set. You know, somebody makes one, right? they make another, they make another. It's just, you just compound it and make it go, go, go. And then everybody's commenting on it and everybody's watching it. And it's just, it's super unique. You heard it yesterday from, from Emerson saying, this is different. Like what you guys are doing, this is absolutely different. <laughs> And he does a lot of shows and he's around. <laughs> so people, people know, and he hosts a show. So right. he knows, he understands what it feels like and what it looks like from the brigade perspective. It's so. the best we talk about, you know, on the show and uh, Maddie said it, little Bostonian hit the bell, yeah. you know, here it's fun when you're on the Twitter and you, and your notifications, like you don't look at it for a little while and then you 25, open it up and you're like 17, you got <laughs> yeah. 20 plus yeah. and you're like, uh Oh, what Who happened? did what? Yeah, That's the right. first thing I think. And then you see the comments and the gifts and the responses and all the other stuff. And then to know that you're meeting here on Roll Call Friday with the rest of the crew in the chat. It was a great instructional video from Sonic this morning oh, yeah. with how to come and find us and do it. Um, and then Mikey piled on, went over the top rope. And came he says he has like he says he has so many freeze faces of you and I in his phone. He says he has like a, a litany of frozen faces. Really? <laughs> he used like 10 and he's like, that's not even half of what I got in my phone. <laughs> I forgot until you just said it right now. I, Mikey's flamingo outfit is still at the security desk at the D because I went out of town. Oh, I can get it. Stuff. I can get it tomorrow if you want. Yeah. Either. Yeah. One of us got to pick it up. My favorite weekend. thing about today is that I'm, I'm heading down tomorrow. So I'll talk more about it later in the show, but Excellent. I'll be down. I'll be down there tomorrow. So if you want me to grab it. Okay. I, I can do that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, when I'm in the, when I'm down in the area, okay. um, having dinner at eight, eight East tomorrow night. So we'll go in. Oh yeah. So I'll tell you. Title shot. No, 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 no. This is, this is a, a long standing business. Nope. Uh, thank you. Daily juice. Thank you. Someone who's done a lot for me with the juice and the audience for the juice. Excellent. So we'll talk about that during my favorite thing about today. Who are, Perfect. Who are coming in, who they're responsible for a lot of money being raised for a couple of charities. So um, I'm pretty psyched to, to have him coming in. So we'll do that uh, later in the program. Yes, Dana sir. White yesterday <laughs> said that if Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg fight, it'll be the biggest fight ever. Okay. Ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. I don't know if he's wrong. Oh, hold on. I'm not sure glasses. he's wrong. I mean, come on. I wasn't expecting you to say that. I'm not so sure he's wrong. Here's the thing. Okay. Tell me why. Because it would be the biggest circus ever. <laughs> it is the biggest clown show circus, three ring circus, top, you know, tent situation ever. If this were to happen. I mean, McGregor. And Mayweather showed how you can go around the globe and galvanize everyone. And if they wanted to I mean, talk, or polarize everybody, because you're either one or the other. Okay. So then you, you go around Bring it together. The, the, the reason why is because okay, well. and people were accusing me of this when I was talking about it online. I don't care about the politics to this, but a lot of people do. That's all it is to a lot of people. It's not to me. To me, it's actually a fight. I want to actually talk because I mean, Fox news actually had the gall. They actually had the balls to say that Elon Musk weighs 187 pounds. There is no way in hell 
Elon Musk wears, weighs anything short of 220. Okay. This dude openly says, I don't work out. <laughs> like he says, I don't work out. There's no way he weighs, he's 6'1, 187 pounds. There's no way. I am six feet, 204 pounds. Yeah. There is no way this dude weighs less than me. There is no way. It is impossible. Zuckerberg's 5'7, 155. If they tried to do it here in Nevada, what are they going to do? A catch weight? They have to. Not correct. They got to do a catch weight and they're going to have to do it. It has to be an unsanctioned bout as well. It's not going to be in the UFC. Of course. Nevada State. No, he wants to do it. He wants to do it here and he wants to do it in the UFC. Who? Dana White. Stop. He said it and he said it yesterday. He wants to do it in the UFC. He wants to get them both licensed and he wants to do a legitimate professional fight. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to get a license. I mean, you can get an amateur license really easily. Getting a pro license is not that hard either if you are of sound mind and body. What the? You're dead serious about this. I'm dead serious. I have a, I have a, a Nevada state USG, USGA. No, no. US, uh, what the hell it's called? Boxing, amateur boxing thing. It's just a little booklet that you have that says you are an amateur fighter. Here is where your fights have been. You have a medical clearance and you can box in any amateur event held by USA boxing. Same thing for UFC for are they in Nevada. Box or are they going to fight? No, UFC? they're going to fight in a cage fight MMA. So he, they want to do it in a UFC setting as they're never going to get it licensed. That's the problem. So now it's going to have to be a catch way. It's going to have to be an unlicensed fight, but like Floyd fought Logan Paul and Logan Paul weighed about 220, and Floyd weighed like 160. In a boxing match. Now, it was unsanctioned. It wasn't professional. It was an amateur. Floyd Mayweather's a professional boxer. Right. But my point is. Who could handle himself in a ring. Yeah, but the weight differential. Never lost a fight. Correct. But the weight differential is what I'm saying. You can do this where if Zuckerberg said, I'm fine with fighting you. I I weigh 155, 160. You weigh 210. I'm fine. You can do it as an amateur fight. And you can do it as an unsanctioned catch weight or no weight at all. And just do it as an exhibition. Now, the problem with exhibitions is the rules are much different. And there's no knockouts. There's a lot of different rules when it comes to being an exhibition. That's why they want to do it as a pro fight because they want to see one guy get choked out or one guy get knocked out. It's got legs. This is no debate in my mind. This thing, if it actually happens, this has legs to be an absolute monster because the news media will be all over it. This won't be a sporting event. This will not be about sports. This will be all about geopolitical politics, Elon Musk owning Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg owning Facebook, the fight going back and forth, you know, Zuckerberg being a, being a, a, a outspoken liberal, Musk being whatever the hell he is these days. I don't even know anymore what we call his politics, but he leans more on the right, obviously, than the left. This is red versus blue. This is if like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump could fight like this is there are so many levels to this thing that I think Dana White's right. I think this could be the biggest fight of all time if these two guys ever got into, the, into an octagon together. And then you think books are going to bet it or book it like you're going to. Well, offshores are already offshores have already put up odds. The offshores offshores they're already taking money. First. They, they're taking money the already. Offshores do everything first because <laughs> yep. they run books for business. Yep. Like so, <laughs> they're already putting it up. When I mean, P. Ralt would this even remotely happen? All right, how about this? This is it's gone so bad with the offshores, they're putting up these markets. Okay. You can currently bet what the official broadcast partner for Musk versus Zuck is going to be. You can bet what the title sponsor will be. 
You can bet the method of victory as to who wins by what. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is, they put it up state by state to find out by tweets, a hundred thousand tweets were collected and analyzed by an offshore and they ran through geo tracking programming Zuckerberg being a sizable favorite on the fight odds. He's up to minus 500 at certain books, but in all Musk won 36 States to Zuckerberg's 14 States based upon what people were tweeting about, which would make sense because state by state population centers are on the coasts and the middle part of the country is going to be red and they're going to put for Elon Musk. That's why this has got nothing to do with actual fighting. And people are telling on themselves left and right. Somebody on Fox Sports Radio last night actually said that he thought Musk would win because he's friends with Joe Rogan. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to talk about this for six months. <laughs> oh, this happens. This is catnip. This is on. This is going to be. I think it's got a shot at happening, but I think we're a ways away from it actually being a reality. We're, 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 we're far away from the. You remember the, last year when you were training really hard and you were going to do, you were actually going to get in the ring and get hit in the head and thank yeah, God well, you didn't at the time. But we were trying to get, I was like, I'm going to let you fight Jake Paul. Like <laughs> I would rather see you fight Jake Paul than see these two clowns fight. Cause it would be a fight. <laughs> It would be a fight. Yeah, it would have been. This ain't, is this going to be – I mean – No, because that's going to submit like, fast. I, these are those no. awkward moments where – This is quick. This is this is. You can't not watch. Oh, train wreck. And you can't not talk about. Correct. But when you do, then you want to like put your head over your – like yeah. this and walk out of the theater. It's how I feel. Going, when I, I can't what, believe I just did this. Did you see the outfit worn by Grady Dick last night? Yeah, I don't know how much money you got, but I'll wear the fucking thing, no doubt. Yes, I right? you, you said you would pay. To yes, have I would. Me. I was like, shit, I'll get a tailor, and we'll get that thing made. I'll oh. wear it tomorrow on the show if he wants. Somebody said, somebody just said, bring the back. Someone said, Dave's. You're not gonna pay Dave. Dave will do it on his own. I said that's probably true. He would wear that on his own. <laughs> but I think it's JC from KC who said that. But that's very, that's very true. I mean, that's how I feel about the video that's circulating the internet right now about Grady Dick on TikTok. It's like, I don't want to like it, but I like it. <laughs> I don't want to watch it, but I watched it. <laughs> like, I liked it. I mean, Tristan put it out, said, watch this and have, you know, you, you know you're going to hate yourself for watching it, but just watch it. You'll like it. And she's right. You watch it and you're like, this guy's Will Ferrell. Like, this guy's got a chance. Grady Dick's got a chance to be an absolute character, like movie character type of dude. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's he is a trip and a half. Like that outfit is nothing compared to how he really is. He can do a round off back handspring at his size. He's a gymnast too. I was like, what the hell? Like this dude's like super athletic, but he's super dorky too. Like he just likes to make fun of himself. He does all TikTok dances with him and his teammates. Like really a character. Like he's got a lot of personality. I love More, that. There's always one or two on a team that are right. like that. I always love. I mean, that was a lot of times that was me. I was doing coach impressions in the locker room. I was making fun of people. Like I was trying to yeah. always keep that guy loose in Light. the room and he did it in the risk room. Like I was, they were like, Dave, you got to be serious once in a while. I'm like, I am serious, but you guys got to relax a little bit too. It's not the end of the world here. I, w I absolutely loved what Grady Dick wore yesterday. And yes, if we can get that thing made, I'll wear that. I, I told you I'll wear that tomorrow. You got to figure out how Did to Did you that. like the draft coverage though? The draft coverage was an abject disaster. <laughs> it was, 
it hold was, on. Hold on. Where's my glasses? I'm going to put was the dark on for this. So I saw your tweet and I was like, oh boy, I'm glad I'm not watching it. But for you to say it, I was like, oh boy. The Save first for the show. Don't tweet it. So the first round so what was, was the draft coverage like. The first round, first round wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. They were prepared. They had something, you know, they had researched it or they at least practiced it, but putting JJ Reddick and putting Jay Billis on Malika Andrews. I, I like Malika for a lot of things. I did not like her in that role. I forget the name of the person, the analyst who they had on next to Malika. And I probably should know her name, but I don't. And I'd never seen her before. And I can't figure out why she was there. But by the time they got to pick 25, they were fucked. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. They didn't know. They didn't know how to joke around with each other. They didn't know what to talk about. They didn't know what was going on. It was repetitive. The same types of comments about players over and over again. It was stale for about from like pick 25 to 35. Ooh. And then it turned into a complete train wreck from 35 on unwatchable. Worse train wreck they didn't know they didn't want to be there like you literally could tell that jay that jay billis and jj reddick were like why are we here like what are we doing this is this is not what we should be doing right now they ran out of like it was bizarre like they had to have known it was going to go that long but like they acted like they didn't know it was going to go that long i mean the first round was really long it was three hours for the first round three of the draft hour? yeah it was long so like they oh. were tired you could tell then everybody left the, you know, in Brooklyn, they all left because it was late night on the East Coast. So there was nobody there, which made them want to be there even less. Jay Billis stopped finding the jokes that they were saying about him funny. They called him old like four or five times. And he just like stopped joking around with that. And I like Jay a lot. I've met him a couple of times and talked to him. Like you can tell he doesn't do fake very well. Like he just, you know, you can tell when he's annoyed and he doesn't like to be there. Like he ain't feeling it right now. He want he wanted to get the hell off that set and go somewhere else. That coverage was awful. Like that, they, they have to go and rethink whatever the hell the plan was. It went off the tracks quick last night on ESPN. Oh, nope, boy. not a fan. You did not miss anything. They got to rethink every part of what they were doing with the NBA draft because that was not well done. <laughs> that was, I you know it's weird too. ESPN uses the NFL draft music for the NBA draft now. Oh no. And it still flips me out. Yeah. That oh little, no. That little really? sounder. Yeah. They use the NFL draft sounder for the NBA draft. And I'm always like, what am I watching? Like, I don't, it, it, that's like a mental cue, a, a, an audio cue for the NFL for me. So every time I heard it, I was like, oh no, it's basketball. Like <laughs> not a fan of that. Didn't, didn't like it at all. So yes, that coverage sucked last night. And I wasn't alone saying that. That was, <sighs> it, I, I, that was, uh, that was a, a prevailing theme throughout i saw a bunch of people saying it um i didn't watch one second of it didn't miss it Not one second i saw that the you know miller went second we'll get to that scoot went third and we got a lot of we, we got a lot of that hold on let's do cws first that was the antithesis of the espn draft coverage was lsu wake last night now, that's how you, won. broadcast a game. That's how you carry a game. That's how you talk about a game. That might have been the best college baseball game I've ever watched. It was fantastic. Zero, zero into the Fantastic. Night. Not just zero, zero, though. Plays at the plate to keep it zero, zero. And then the first baseman from LSU on the safety squeeze play. Man, catching the ball 
at the perfect height for when he was charging in, not letting it hit the ground for a third time, then being able to scoop it at perfect level to the catcher to do the swipe tag to save the season. I mean, that play is, <laughs> if LSU wins the College World Series, they got to do a statue somewhere in LSU for that play because that play was unbelievable. <laughs> so good. I uh, Skeens try to is explain crazy to too. somebody how, like how good that game was, mm. you know, and I was down, I was watching it live. I was on the air and then I was watching a pirate game and flip it back and forth. And we'll get to that in a second too, because they had that game one and then they didn't, and it was bad, bad, but that game was, was baseball, bro. Like that was the, that was as entertaining as it gets. A zero-zero game. You don't need all that other crap. You don't need nine, eight, ten, ten, nine games. It was fun. Um, I don't know. It was it, it it was everything. I was just so happy. Just you know, when by the time I got down to, to Circa and got to sit with Jay and his wife and stuff, mm. I watched the the last three innings. Just sat in the book and watched the game, and I was like, yeah. This is this is okay. This, this this things could be way worse. There was like eight people in the entire book, right? You know, and I was in front of the right screen. Nice. They added it with the sound, and it was perfect. It was it was just perfect. So I now I wasn't concerned with the twenty fifth pick of the draft. I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> LSU or Florida. So Paul Skeens is not going to be able to go until game three. He threw hundred and twenty pitches. The manager for LSU, he had thrown a hundred pitches after seven. He ran him out for the eighth. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, this kid's the number two pick in the draft. He's going out there for 120 pitches, but tried to win the world series was throwing gas in the eighth, even at 120 pitches. This kid can step in and pitch tomorrow. I mean, he's in the major leagues. Like he's just, he's so damn dominant, but it's a pick him. Looks good in purple and gold. He'll look just as good in black and gold too. Just saying. I'm just sounds like you guys are going to take an infielder in the first, with the first I know. pick of the draft. Yeah. So. All right, well, that's great. Teammate for LSU. The, the, it's not like the shortstop's going to go number one. That's a whole theory on taking a pitcher and taking a, a batter. I don't know. But go so, ahead. Sorry. Pick them. LSU, Florida. Knowing the dominant pitcher for LSU is not going to be eligible for this series. He won't start a game in this series. He might pitch in relief if it goes to Monday on three days rest. I just flip a coin. I have no, <laughs> I have no strong opinion other than I know a lot of people, friends of ours in the content space that ha- plays on Florida. They mm. were on them before mm-hmm. you're on LSU. LSU money came in heavy after it's, the, after the series, the, the number was minus minus one twenty for Florida Money went all the way down in some books. It yeah, flipped some books to pick them minus one ten on both sides. Yeah, I think it, I think it's going to be a great. Uh, do you think it's going three games? Probably, do they split? yeah, yeah. I mean, LSU really, LSU really impressed me because Wake Forest came into the came into the College World Series with the number one run differential in the country, and they yes. held they held them to a grand total of four runs in three games, right? So it's not just the stud pitcher. They've got arms on arms for LSU. The thing that they did not have not done in Omaha, they scored two runs in the first game against LSU, five or against Wake Forest, five runs in the second game and two runs in the third game. LSU hasn't hit the ball well in Omaha. So if they get hot, (laughs) 
this could be, you know, gorilla ball could come back. I mean, we, we could see a couple of really crazy because the books are anticipating. That's what they keep on putting up 10, 11. Totals. Oh, the best play the, the, the whole day yesterday was the under in that yeah. game. And it was seven and a half. It was eight and a half. It was overnight 11 and a half. Somebody yes. must have flashed that wrong. Like that yeah. just, somebody put in a wrong number. It was eight and a half in the morning. It closed seven and a half. Was never in doubt. I mean, there was not many traffic innings. There wasn't. Nope. It wasn't a lot of base runners. I mean, it was just good defense, good pitching, a couple really big plays at at, at crucial moments. But um, I'm so just- happy for my Omaha friends because the bars. You're leaving LSU there for another four days potentially. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the bar tabs. We're going to this. I, I, whether it's next year or the year oh. after. I got the hookups. Um, I mean, I got I got yeah, us all set we're, up. We're going. I mean, yeah, it's so fun. Whether, whether I mean, Kelsey ends just, up at school there or not, we're we're, okay. we're going to this because I gotta I gotta experience it. You do. Um because you like going to games, you have to like baseball because you don't know the players. So the right. game itself means more than the jerseys being played in. So like Wake Forest doesn't have that many fans. There's a pocket of fans, but there's not that many fans. A lot of Omaha people are LSU fans because of the fun that they bring when they come. Uh. So, but LSU brings people, but a lot of those people in the outfield, you're, those are Omaha people who are wearing, who are wearing stuff for LSU because right. they like it when they're there. Cause it's more fun when LSU is there. It's more fun when the sec is there, Alabama, Florida, whatever, when they've got their teams, cause they travel, Texas, Tennessee, they travel. Do you still got contacts enough that we could do a brigade event there? Like 100%. We, could, we, could, we could do a show from a bar or something or multiple. Or, or I, I mean, my, one of my best friends in Omaha owns two bars. So yeah, we, oh. could, do a, we could do a full on, he might comp the whole damn thing. We all drink for free. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we could have a, yes, we could do a lot of really fun things. Do we have enough listeners or viewers that would actually want to come to Omaha? I don't know. I don't know. Get Bromel camp to round up a bunch of Iowa people and come on over. You Is know? it far from him? Uh, it's a little far. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit okay. of a hike, but it's, but it's not that bad. I mean, it's, it's not impossible. He could do it. It's about a three and a half hour drive for him. Okay. Well, so, I mean, we'll figure out a way to get a good hotel rate or something. Oh yeah. You know, get people to come and I just want to go to the games. I want to go to the I mean, field. We, it looks I mean, great. realistically what we could do, like if we're going to play it out on the air, we could get a block of rooms at a casino in council bluffs and just go sports gamble, watch the college world series gamble. I Is mean, that a whole, close? Council bluffs. I can you almost throw a baseball at the boat from the ballpark. It's probably, they got um, rooms there. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. Got, they got a book there. Oh yeah. Multiple rooms, multiple we're books. Doing that. We're doing that next summer. Mo- multiple casinos, multiple books. Oh yeah. Horseshoe right, Casino is there. Ameristar for that right there. Ameristar is there. Um, Oh yeah. Like, like the, that's what people, I was going talking to someone gamble Lou on Twitter. I was talking to him this morning. I didn't realize he was from Omaha, but he was laughing at the bill because the casino, the first ever sports book in Nebraska opened yesterday in Lincoln, but it's in person only. And I just had to say like Nebraska passed the single stupidest gambling bill ever because the Nebraska Creighton games can't be bet on unless they're playing out of state, which makes no sense. And then there's no mobile signup, but in Iowa, which is the, the population center of the state is Omaha. 1.1 million people live in Omaha. The rest of the state's got 600,000 and they all live on within a 10 to 20 minute drive of council bluffs, which is where you can go to bet oh. mobile in mobile signup. So like, you don't, it's the stupidest thing. Do I want to drive 30 minutes to Lincoln to in-person bet or drive 10 
to Council Bluffs and bet on my phone. People don't Guys, think. hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. But if you're going to pass laws in different states, you can reach out to me at Sports BK and SIG anytime you want. We'll figure out some sort of thing. And P. Ralt is another consultant as well. He's at Sports Talk, Matt. We can do the show in addition to helping you with these legislative questions because we'll tell you that's not a good idea at the beginning. No, no like, but they, what it's are a, you no, doing? It's they did it to placate people who said we want sports betting. And then to keep people who are anti-sports betting, which is loud in the state, to say, yeah, we're doing it, but it's not really going to work. So, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I love when you do that voice. <laughs> when you do the thing, like, the, you say the quiet part out loud, yeah, but you that's say what that, That's what they're doing. The like, it literally is like, yeah, we got it. Yep, we passed it. Okay, so shut up now. Stop being angry. And to everybody else who's really against it, it's just like, you know, it's not going to work, right? So it's going to die. So don't worry about it. Like, it's the biggest joke in the world. So it's just, it's, it's absolutely so, so dumb. Put your area um, codes in there right now. We got a nice crowd in here watching the show good. live again. Thank you for being here. Like the show, subscribe to the show, do all that stuff. Tell one person about the show. But we got people in the chat right now saying they would come to Omaha in a heartbeat to come watch us do the show, hang out with us, and go to the games. This sounds like this is really going to happen. It's Omaha the middle part of the country, right? City. We have a lot of people who live within, I would say, a five to six hour drive of Omaha. For real. For real, this is outstanding. Yeah. We, we we do very well in the Midwest. We do very well with a, we, a lot of people watch the show, listen to the show, who would one hundred percent head to you know Omaha, somewhere in middle America, literally to middle of the, middle of the country. So people will go, and the people will come. Kansas City people would come up easily, two and a half hour drive. Really? People, yeah, people in Des Moines would come on over. It's an hour and a half drive. You know, people from Minnesota can come down. It's only about a eh, three or four hour drive. Like it's it's not hard to okay. get there. I mean, that was okay. the beautiful thing about living in Omaha is that you had a chance to go to all different types of places pretty simply. Epley Airport, Epley Airport, uh, Airport is really good. You can fly into Omaha directly. And where I lived in the old market, where essentially it's about two miles from the airport. The right. ballpark also is two miles from the airport. <laughs> so it's very easy. I won't have to twist Kelsey's arm. She loved that place. I mean, she, In she got into Creighton and she, she had a really good time there. Oh. And I um, almost lived there. I almost stayed. I mean, it was the only part other than Vegas. It's the only city I've ever worked and lived in where I said, I want to stay here. I came very wow. close to staying in Omaha and and it just, it didn't work. So I moved to Des Moines instead for two years and I was going to stay there for a little bit. Omaha. I like Omaha more than Des Moines. I don't, I don't, I like Des Moines, but I, I found Omaha to be more of my style than Des Moines was, but you know, it's both of it's both cities offer a lot. It's a cool part of the country. It's very man, neat. Oh man, we got a lot of people put in their area codes. I don't know where half of these are, so they may be somewhere close to there. That's going to be a fun deal. Don't put that on the list. I won't. We're definitely going to do sure. that. Brommel camp. Because I'll take Matt in there. I mean, you can bring Kendall and the girls. I'll bring Maddie. Right. Well, well I've told, I told Madeline I want to show her where I lived in Omaha. And she can't believe, she still can't figure out that her dad lived in all these different states. It's like, so we lived where? Like, why? <laughs> Alabama? I'm like, yeah. She's like. It's so funny when you take them back to to places and they see like, you know, like, yeah, this was I, I, when I took the kids back for the first time to Pittsburgh and I saw the house that we lived in. My mom wow. was still living there with my dad. They were like, oh, this place is great. And, that. and then as they get older, you know, you take them back. And we used to go to this bar. We used to do this. We used to do that. And they're like, you did what? <laughs> Like why they don't they don't have no idea that like we had lives before, right, before them. them before you existed we actually yeah. did have, we actually yeah. did have stuff so it's unbelievable 
All right, this is the big story of the day. You've already done an interview in the Washington Post for this today. <laughs> I can't wait for that to drop. Go ahead. Around Give this. Give a spin here. All right, so last night, NBA. <laughs> when Bayama's going number one, it was, you know, minus 50,000. Like he was, he right. was going one, yeah. he went one. Yeah. The draft began at number two. There's a lot of controversy and even I would say some anger right now going around and people are asking some pretty sharp questions. I was talking to Joe Fortenbaugh of ESPN on Twitter about this today, going back and forth on this as to what is either A, ethical or right. B, illegal when it comes to reporting draft information. This is also an illegal question. Well, it's not illegal for a media member to obtain information and to go to a book and bet on that information. There's nothing illegal about learning information that nobody else knows because you're on the beat and going and betting it. I know for a fact, this is happening all over the country. Okay. Beat writers are getting information before anybody else. And they're going and activate and actively betting on this information. There is nothing against this at all. You can say it's unethical. But nobody knows. There's no way of proving it. Okay. If I get an information, if I get, if I, one of my buddies texts me and says, hey, by the way, <laughs> so-and-so just broke his ankle in practice. Oh, really? Okay. This has been going on forever. This has been the trading of information when it comes okay. to sports betting has been going on forever. We know people who have armies of informants all over the country for this very reason. To yep. find out things before anybody else, be able to go make the bet in the book oftentimes finds out when the bet comes in, like you've mentioned. A play comes in and the book goes, oh, no, wait a minute. What happened? Where, right. what, why are we getting flooded? What will pull the, like, pull the game down or like make a phone call, right. like find out. And then you see it. It goes, bam, so-and-so out for the year, broken ankle, whatever it might be. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. And you got to adjust everything. Yeah. So this is what everybody is, is talking about. This is a tweet that came out from a guy today. Shams, employed by FanDuel, tweets this out about Scoot Henderson gaining serious momentum at number two. Tons of people put money on Scoot at number two at the sportsbook, like FanDuel. Odds massively shifted immediately after this tweet. It did. Hornets don't draft Scoot. FanDuel makes a ton of money. Is this not just blatant fraud? I love looking around the graphic like that. <laughs> like I'm pretending I'm reading it. It makes right. it makes. I, I, I watch the, the thing back, and the girls go, "Daddy, why do you do that?" I said, "I don't know." But I'm just trying <laughs> to read good. the graphic while it's Matt's good. reading it. Yes. Um, okay. Is it a problem because he did it, or is it a problem because he did it and he's employed by Fandle? It's the look of it. The employed by Fandle if, if makes he, it a problem. That's 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 the issue, right? Yeah, he's employed by a sports book. I don't believe Shams did anything nefarious last night. I think he just, I think he he reported what he thought was going to happen. But I think he was probably fed the information. Of course, but that's his job. His job is to report on information that he is given. Correct. So he gave someone gave him the information. Charlotte's going to take Scoot. They're not taking Miller. He tweets it out. People see that. They see the market. They jump on it. I mean, the roller coaster for who went number two last night was ridiculous. Both guys at one point were minus 200 to go number two. I mean, heavy favorites to go number two. Just Big plus at, money. Just looked down at the chat and Bromo Camp said, it's happening in Iowa. It's happening everywhere. 
Inside joke. Inside joke. But I yes. love that guy. I love it. Oh, but it is got me. I got distracted there. Yeah. Stay on point. Sorry. But he's right. It is happening everywhere. Beat writers in legal states, even illegal states, it's been going on forever, but now it's legal. And you can't, like a job can say, look, you can't bet on information you got. But I can tell you straight up that if sports betting was legal, no, I never did it offshore as much. I did bet offshore in Omaha, but not that much. I never did it with information that I got from Omaha, but I would have if I'd gotten Creighton information and it was an easier thing for me to go ahead and bet. I could, I would have taken the information and bet on it 100%. And I was the pre and post game show guy for the Creighton Blue Jays. I was I was the afternoon drive show for the you know for the home of the Jays. Can't fire me for that. Nothing nothing in my contract that stated I couldn't use information to play sports bets. And I could tell you this most of the books in fact all of the books that i worked at mm-hmm. would have taken your bets of course i said this when we went to the super bowl in la i reiterated it when we <laughs> went to the super bowl in arizona i wanted to open a book at the media center <laughs> and take everybody's bets at reduced juice because right. most of the time they're not the best bettors they nope. maybe have the information they maybe don't but we say it every day in this house, I say it to somebody else outside the house, and I said it to the reporter from the Washington Post today when he called to ask me about this thing. Nobody knows shit, okay? That's the first and foremost thing. The second thing is what his response to me was. Well, the draft, Dave, is different. Somebody knows. Somebody can know this and then bet it accordingly. And I said to him, I was standing on a table in a risk room or in a book for over a decade saying, you know what? There's things we don't need to offer lines on and take bets on. The draft is one of them. The NBA draft is definitely one of them. Let someone else do it. It's fine. I don't know. SoCal DJ just came in and said, this is market manipulation. That is the market manipulation. That is the, I mean, we talked about this in the NFL draft around tweets that were being put out there about teams that were going to draft so-and-so or whom because of what Adam Schefter wrote out there. It absolutely is a question. It can't, I'm not, again, I want to be perfectly clear. I'm not accusing anybody of trying to manipulate a market, but you have the power to do it. If you are one of the handful of people seen in the country as in the know. And you can put things out because I said it yesterday and I tweeted about it too, that there were a ton of gambling people, gambling Twitter, that were all over Scoot going second. And they were telling everyone, look it, this is going to hit. This is going to hit. Everyone's talking Miller. The Hornets are not going to take Miller. They're going to take Scoot, blah, blah, blah. Everyone says it. Who said it? Um, was it Emerson who said it that Wembayama had said it out loud? Who said that on the show? When we had, uh, had so no, Gabe said it. To me. And okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 So, gets it to you. If he would draft second, he would draft Scoot. Scoot. Right. If, if so, I wasn't here, Scoot would be the number one pick. And everyone ran with that. Everyone yes. was talking about that. Yes. Who went second? <laughs> Brandon Miller. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> so, that's the thing where, like, if you are Shams and you put that tweet out and Shams puts it out and says, Look, I'm hearing that Charlotte is going to take this guy. And he, you have a track record of being accurate and being correct. People then go and start to bet it. And then all of a sudden, the odds dramatically shift and Miller winds up going second. And FanDuel, we don't know what their handle was on that particular prop. Right. But if it's big, 
and they take the whole thing down, people start asking questions. Well, they had to take it down at some no, no, no. point. I mean, take the money down. They took the, they, they clear the table. Oh, well, I mean, they had taken bets on Miller before to drive mm-hmm. the lineup, and then it moved to Henderson, a big favorite. And then they just said, you know what? We're probably in a good position either way here. Just take it down. I told the guy from the Washington Post as well that no matter who you are, reporter-wise, follower-wise, this and that, any uh, to borrow a line from my cousin Vinnie, any self-respecting bookmaker is mm. not moving a number based on what anybody says. You've mm. got to take the bets to move the number. So Shams can say it. Woj can say it. Shefty can say it. Doesn't matter who's saying it. We're sitting and waiting until we take bets and moving a number. Public, so, public or pro, does it matter? Does not matter. You take a bet and move the number if you're booking the games okay. or you're booking a draft. The difference is in the games, anything can happen one time. Mm. Games can go a certain way. Mm. These drafts, it's kind of preordained a little bit before the team knows what they're doing. Mm. And you may get put in a position as a book. It's reason number 4.2 million <laughs> why I'm glad I'm not having to book this stuff anymore. It's a nightmare. And he asked me a very specific question that I'll ask you. Mm. Are the lines too blurred? Are we now with big information guys that were network guys now being employed by the sports books? Is it too too much in bed? Is it the the are the lines blurred enough or too close where it's an uncomfortable situation and accusations of market manipulation are closer to being true than false? I don't like major newsmakers working for sports books. I've never liked that. It's never fit. That's not you always talk about stay in your lane and do what you do. If you're a book, book games. The same thing I feel about this. If you want to sponsor content, I think the book's sponsored to your blue in the face. But if you're paying someone's salary and you've hired them as a representative of your sports book and their job is to break stories, I do not think that's appropriate. ESPN has to be a news outlet that's got its own journalistic standards. And then a book can come in and sponsor a, you know, Adam Schefter's coverage on ESPN's being brought to you by FanDuel. But ESPN's the one who's paying Adam Schefter, not FanDuel. The problem I've got is that if Shams works for FanDuel, which he does, this question is 100% okay to ask, and there's no real way around it because you're going to have these questions every time a controversy pops up because of who you work for. So now, where's that line drawn? Because if you have shows where guys give out games, give Mm -hmm. out picks, give out injury information, and they're sponsored by the – the, I'm the fine books. with it. It's, it's sponsorship it's is fine. The, that's the barrier when it's sponsorship versus being owned by them. I don't, I don't mean like okay. FanDuel TV and, and DK Nation Television, all these channels that are right. really, these are popping up. I don't have a problem with any of it, except if you're out there breaking news stories consistently and you want to be a newsbreaker. I mean, Shams wants to be Woj. If you notice, Woj is not involved in this controversy. Shams is. Woj was right. He said, Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller the entire time. He wasn't buying the Scoot Henderson stuff. The reason why Shams is getting heat is because, A, he was wrong, but B, he works for a book and he was wrong. So that's the problem. So if he worked for a book and was right, is that better? 
It's not better, but people understand that, oh, he was right. He got it right. Woj got it right. He works for ESPN, not a book. It's. I just think there are news organizations, there are reporting organizations, and then there's content. And I think like for a show like ours, I would rather have Shams on our show, okay? He comes in and breaks stories. We could have the, 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 the content sponsored by a book, but he doesn't work for the book. He'd be in the ideal world, we'd be paying him for Uh, his information, and then the book would sponsor his segments. There's just I there needs to be barriers put into place. So we're not this as they as a question was asked, are the lines too blurred? They are if sports books are the ones reporting information. Yes. Exactly. It's exactly what I told the reporter. Okay. I said, I said. The lines are blown up. I mean, there used to be clear lines. Then they started to, you know, they needed repainted and moved. And now there's just no lines. There's just, it's, it's, if the sports books are reporting information, then their media companies disguise the sports books. It's not right. And it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it's also the problem that we see in the media because media companies have been, well, let's be honest, like, Everyone right now in media is trying to figure out what to do in the next five years because everything's changing. How about so the, the books year payroll. That's so the books were this, you know, big waterfall of money pouring money in. Right. So Stadium allows Shams to work for them and Fanduel at the same time. Right. Like in I'm 46, and when I was in my 30s, there is no way in hell that would be allowed. No. Nope. No one's raising their hand and saying, "Wait a minute, if you're." a newsmaker, we can't put you on our air if you're employed by a book, right? You're bringing our credibility into question, but these flat, these new fast channels like stadium and other channels that are out there or who are trying to figure out how to survive in this world. They're not asking that question because FanDuel is writing checks. So they'll go, okay, we're not going to touch our, we need the influx of this money to keep us alive. So we can't question how it's being presented. Again, I'm not accusing Shams of anything. I'm just saying there is an issue when it comes to Woj versus Shams. Both were right last night. Both were wrong. But Shams is the only one people are talking about today because of his tie to a sports book. Yeah, but Woj was wrong last time. He was. and But he works for ESPN, not a book. But he moved the market. He moved the market. But he doesn't work for a book. So people aren't. People aren't questioning. They were just like, Woj was wrong. That was bad. What if he was? They asked the question as to like a hypothetical, like what if he was? Right. People are outright accusing Shams, (laughs) like straight up, like that was done on purpose. Was it not? You, you, you did that on purpose. You knew what to do. You knew what to say. This is like, like this tweet says, isn't this not blatant fraud? Like this is a tweet directly accusing Shams of market manipulation. Like that is not a small tweet. <laughs> that is not an act, a small that that tweet, by the way, has been seen three million times. <laughs> like that, that tweet is not a, that's out there. People are retweeting that like crazy. Do you think Shams was doing it with manipulation in part in mind? I do not. I a hundred percent do not. I do not. And I don't know Shams personally. No, I don't believe he would do that because he he wants to keep his job. He wants to keep working. Well, it's just it's. What does he have to gain by money. doing that? Money. He got a Cloud bonus from Fandle for manipulating the market and them having I don't know how his I don't know how his contract is structured. We don't know how that is. We these are all clandestine things. There's nothing illegal. Let me state it again. There is nothing illegal 
about if Shams was doing that. If somebody told him, okay, let's hypothetically paint this a picture for a second. Somebody inside of Charlotte tells him that I think we're going to take Scoot. Somebody higher up in the organization says, no, that's not, we, we thought about that. We're taking Miller. He only reports what he learned from Scoot, not about the Miller situation. He was told he's not lying. Just a higher up told him something else. He picked which story to report. Mm-hmm. Two different sources, two different stories. He chooses which one to report. Woj gets the higher ups. Miller news runs with that. Shams gets the lower up, the lower person's scoot news. He runs with that because he knows it will help the book. Because people are going to, he knows in his back of his mind, well, Miller's really going number two, but I got told that it's going to be scoot. So let's tweet it out. That's not illegal. I mean, but like what I also told the Washington Post reporter, you know how much false information is put out in the media every day for life? Fair. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta find the truth sayers. You gotta find, but in the media sources, in, in the, the media. fan base, we don't have any. Fans don't have numbers of the GMs. That's why these guys have the contracts that they do, because they can call the GM of the Hornets and say, "Who are you taking?" Yeah, and the GM of the Hornets can lie to him, and there's no repercussions. Amen. He 100%. set them up. I mean, that's why betting on the draft is somewhat stupid. It's, I mean, (laughs) and so like if you bet and lost, you can't cry market manipulation. You bet it. Yep. You no one held, held you against the wall and said, you have to bet this. Like you bet and you lose, you bet you win. You got to find out who has the information. Same with the books. There's no crying today because, oh, Sham said this and that. We turn the page and we, we, we put up the lines the next day. I I just, I'm glad it's over. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't watch it. And, I, I do wish think I would have watched K Dub and JY's coverage. Apparently, you know, there's guys in the chat that said they watched that show that was oh, good. Nice. Good. I don't know, man. I I just they need to figure out the books and the leagues more than the books, but the leagues really need to figure out do they really want people betting on this stuff? Like, do they really want this type of controversy? Because it's gonna get worse. It's not gonna get better. Oh, and Mr. C just dropped it in the chat. This is all going to get worse with AI, artificial intelligence. I mean, there's artificial intelligence game preview stories oh. being put out right now talking about a home field advantage because the team's on the bottom. It's a neutral site game. AI don't even know. So bad. Like, you're going to have to discern and decipher information and go through the bullshit to try to decide what you're betting. Hopefully you're watching this show because one thing about you and I, I don't lie. I have had so many discussions about this with my kids. Listen, if you do something and you're going to get in trouble, if you lie about it and I find out you lied, it's going to be a hundred times fucking worse than if you just tell the truth. We'll be able to figure out what we need to do to fix it. You can't lie, though. And I've been that way in the book. I've been that way in life. I was just with my brothers and sisters. We talked about a couple times when they tried to lie to my parents. (laughs) My dad had one of the all-time best stories ever. He found out that my sisters lied to him about where they were and who they were with. He said, Dave, I need you to wear a sign when the girls come home. I said, what do you mean? He said, liar's brother. I want you to wear a sign. 
I said, Dad, whatever you need. Put a piece of cardboard on me and a string around my neck. And I said, the front said, my sisters are liars. And on the back, it said, I'm the liar's brother. Like, like a guy on a street corner. He put signs on our windows. Liars live here. My dad never really did much. My mom was the disciplinarian. My dad was like, but he, to this day, he's been gone 10 years. We still talk about it to this day, how bad my sisters felt when they came in. He didn't say a word to them when they came home. That's how much that, like, and my wife is even worse than me. Tell the truth. Mm. This is one of those lessons, right? You just tell, all you got to do is tell the truth. People may not like it, but they can't ever accuse you of lying. Who is, who is supposed, but who is supposed to tell the truth in this? Because I don't think Shams, um, if you had Shams on here, I doubt he would say, I didn't lie last night. I reported what I reported. So that's the problem. The draft is nothing but a poker game of liars. Yes. Fair. You can't blame the messenger. No, I would agree with the that. Messenger. I would agree with that. Yes. He's got agree. a bigger form than anybody, right. though, as far as messengers. As long as he isn't manipulating it himself. Okay. We have no evidence to do so. We have no grounds to accuse him of doing that. But that's what people are saying. What if? What if somebody gets to this guy? What if you're a big enough syndicate where you can go ahead and pay a guy, say, do me a favor, man. I need you to tweet this out. I'm going to pay you $500,000. Tweet this out because we're going to go offshore. We're going to, we're going to hammer these books Jeez. all over the world. Okay. Forget America. We, we you know FanDuel DraftKings, they got 50 buck limits. I'm going to the Caribbean where I can get a hundred thousand down on this. Well, I mean, you bang, can't bang, really bang, 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 bang. I mean, whatever, whatever you do, yeah, you, you know, right. bots and computers and you search oh. around you, a million oh. different books, you get 50 K down 15 times, whatever it might be. Cause right. you know, for a fact that this is wrong, that you know, who's going number two. So I need you to put this out that this is happening and I'm going to make it worth your while. I'm going to buy you a villa in, you know, in Italy, nobody will know it's going to be in some foreign company, shell company's name, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just saying, like, that's what people are worried about, that they, when you have the information dissemination living in the phone of three to four people, you could be up, you could be a target for something nefarious to happen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's it. All right, let's do Roll Call Friday before we get to some baseball conversations. You know, a bunch of people have pumped in here. We're an hour in, so we're running yeah. out of time. Um. Okay, guys, if you're not familiar with it, again, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, put your area code and city if you want right now. So I know what city it is, but if you just do the area code, we'll shout you out. This is what we do every Friday, at least it's Roll Call Friday. Uh, I'm, I'm scrolling back in the chat to get the numbers so far, mm. and I'll catch up to the ones we got. But we were talking about Omaha and doing the College World Series. We got Mr. C, uh, Chris Covey, 843, Rainmaker. 512 into 412. Jade Dow bets 410. Addison 812. He went to the gym. Addison looks in great shape. He's doing good work. He was here in Vegas for the big BVB Brigade meetup nice. here at the Circa Resort, which you can go back and watch. We did two shows live from a cabana. Outstanding stuff. Um, 
Pierre Chevalier. Wow. 613. This is neat. What? PBB? Just, I'm watching the chat. I'm just seeing a bunch of cool places I, I've never heard of before. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'll get to the bottom here. I went back deep yeah. for the ones, the OGs that were here. PB's in 941. Hello, Mrs. PB, if you're here watching as well. Sonic in the 602 Sonic. Unbelievable work, man. I can't wait to meet you. We were just down in Arizona. We're going to hook up soon. Uh, Bodvi doing his thing in the 519. Mikey, awesome. As always, ODU, stay strong, brother, in the 757. Landon, this is I-I-E or L-L-E. I can't tell. It's Landon Lie, 618. This is the guy that got the BVB infant. Right into the into very the nice. Yes, K Dow, K D Dow. That's Mrs. K Dow. She's here too in the four one zero. Well, I can't wait to meet her as well. Mm. Uh, George Mason nine zero two. Where the hell's nine zero two? I don't know where nine zero two area code is. Um, that is um, P E I Prince Edward Island. That's Nova Scotia. Up in Canada, Nova Scotia. Oh, Canada. We stand on guard for thee. Thank you, sir, for being here. It's way later in the day for him. This is a night show for him up in Prince Edward Island. They're one hour ahead of East Coast time, so four hours ahead of us. Boston Rob. Boston Rob's in the 508 in Worcester. Worcester? How do you say it? Worcester? 508? 508. Is that Worcester. right? Worcester. Yeah, in, in Worcester, Mass. But there's an R in there. You people don't Worcester. say the R? It's Worcester. It's Worcester. Worcester. There's no R. Not Worcester. It's Worcester. It's Worcester. It <laughs> yeah, don't even look right. I'm reading. They're the Woo Sox. That's the, that's the Woo Sox. The Woo Sox? Triple A of the Red Sox are the Woo Sox. I like Worcester. that name already. Woo Sox. Christy in the 702. That's home here in Summerlin uh, in, this, in, in Vegas. CBW 315 in rainy central New York. It's always raining up there. Bromel Camp in Iowa 319. B2 Bartown is 719 Colorado Springs. Eron Sean, 703 Virginia. Geoda Watt in 949 <laughs> Newport Beach. Finally has some sun there. We're going to come out there very soon, Geo. Uh, maybe we'll hook up out there. That's good to know. Um, Biggie J27 back in Buckeye Nation temporarily in a 614. Sorry to hear that, but Brother Doug's <laughs> back in C-Bus, too, so that's good. Uh, Sharp Pie underscore RW in the 303. Where the hell's 303? I think that's West Virginia. I think that's West Virginia. It is. Nope. It is Aurora, Colorado. Aurora, Colorado. I apologize to both of you in Aurora for confusing you with West Virginia and West Virginia, just for mentioning you. I know somebody's little, in West Virginia. Yeah, it's a little Washington. north of it. Denver County is part of this. Okay. It's Aurora, but it's a little north of Denver, looks like. Bear Mullings is here. Uh, sluggish, 702 representing. <laughs> Sonic, I already did. Andy O in the 864 South Carolina. South this Carolina. is great, man. It feels like every day. We get somebody from a different part of the United States somehow finding the show, watching the show. That's cool. That's great. Tyler Paulus. One of these days, we we need to do this, and we'll figure this out. Maybe we can get like a Sonic thing, like to put together on a roll call Friday, how many states we can knock down of the 50 on a Ooh. Friday. On a Friday. 
like a like we used to do with the kids. We we put a pin. Yeah, like in ding, a map well, of the United that. States. And I actually say, have that on my wall. Well, I I have I have a, I have United States with pins in every place I've lived. Okay. In my bar, in my bar area. So yeah, something like oh, that. Oh, that's could, right. That's I saw that. That's yeah. right. Oh, those the, those pink dots. Yes. On, on that gray board. It's everywhere. I I've asked lived you that. that in the country. Time, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Everywhere I've, everywhere I've lived. Tyler's and Paulus is in seven one seven, and it's in Harrisburg. There's a West Virginia. John Serrett, three o four Oak Hill, West Virginia. That's awesome. Brian Bartone. Mm. Shout out to the BBB clan. From Lucy, Oliver, Elena, Maddie, Allie, Brady, and Owen from Deep Creek, Maryland on vacation in the 410. They're watching the show. Awesome. How cool is that? Percy Ross goes in 216. That's the land. Uh, oh, Cleveland. 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 The land. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Okay. Cleveland. Sorry yep. about that. We need a basketball coach. What are you talking <laughs> about? John Serrett. We ain't playing basketball. At least not right now. All right, let's get to the bottom here. We got, let's go backwards. Holy crap. Anyone else? 714. Lamb Vu is in sunny Orange County. It's a great place. Ann Ann. Ann Ann. She's in the 206 Seattle. Go M's and the All Star game. We're working on that. That might mm. be a little road trip as well. Mm. Another guy in Cleveland, Joe Morowski. Nice. Holy crap. Told you, Midwest people. We got a lot of them. 703 Eron Sean. Um 780 Smoky Lake AB. James Horiliac. Where's Smoky Lake, Alberta? Is yeah. that what AB stands for? Canada, yeah. Damn, son. All right. Um George Mason's in the 902 Charlottetown, PEI Canada. Wow, that is fantastic. Pierre Chevrolet. Chevalier is in 613, Ottawa out. He has to drive home from work. <laughs> well, drive safe. That's good. Drive safe. Listen to the show. Whitrock's holding it down in the 319. That's Iowa, right? 319? Yeah, right. We always ask this question. It's, it's, it's 319 is Iowa. Eastern Iowa. Yeah, it's southeastern and east central Iowa. Southeastern and central? What the hell are you talking about? Bromble Camp Country. Ah. Uh, Gotcha. All right. <laughs> Very good. Stevie Mack, I see you working. It's tornado season in the 918 Henrietta, Oklahoma area. Hell yeah, it is. Storms about to roll in. Check the radar. Oh, dear. It's, God, it's, I, I mean, our that. resident Iveta meteorologist keeps on tweeting about the fact that we have the earliest named tropical storms in history. Right Hurricane. now? Yeah. Like we've had three of them already. Hurricanes coming into the Gulf like it's. Very weird. Like the weather pattern. Like I, it was seventy degrees this morning when I ran. Oh 70. my god, was it nice? I don't. I don't. It's, ju it's June twenty third. It's, <laughs> it's June twenty third. It can't be. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just it was seventy degrees. I was like, this is absolutely now. Next week, when I leave, my daughter literally called me this morning to go. Do you understand how perfectly you timed your vacation? It's like, what do I mean? She goes. It's going to be 105 on Wednesday. You leave Tuesday. I'm like, yep. They're like, that's unbelievable. It's like, yeah, when we land, we're going to land back into real summer when we come back. <laughs> Every day next week in Phoenix is 110 or more. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting it get here, though. Seven straight days down there of Blasting over 110s. Heat. It's going to be over 100 finally here, here. next week. Uh-huh. Wednesday. Which is very unusual that it's late, but I, I went outside this morning. 
Just appreciate this. this. Yeah. I, I next... went outside and I said, <laughs> Hug it. this can't be. And I went back in and grabbed my phone. I said, oh my God, it's 70. Right. It's gorgeous. Now. It was perfect. I mean, this weather is, if this was what Vegas was like in June, this would be like a 10 million. Oh, we'd be, we, the population would <laughs> it be would explode. Yeah. And it would be yeah. just dumb. The weather is just, it's not been, it's not been normal at all. We're in a very, very weird weather pattern. So, all right. Mikey so we'll be, Stacks, by the way, is the last one I see. With what's the up? Calls. He's 413. He's in Western Palmer? Mass. Yeah, Palmer, Palmer Mass. Mass. Western Mass. He, I DM with him a lot. Yeah. Him and I talk a lot. He's Mikey a good dude. Stacks, baby. He's a good, good dude. to see you, sir. He's in West. He's in Western Mass. So it's 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 good stuff. Well, uh, if I missed you, I apologize. Oh, there's another one, Charles Charles Michel in the three one eight Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, there we go. Phenomenal. Trying to talk to the sportsbook manager <laughs> into turning your show on in the <gasps> FanDuel sportsbook. Now Let's we're talking. Go. It's at Boston versus the book. The at symbol. On YouTube, if you can get yeah. the YouTube live feed, listen, if they start putting us on live during the day when there's will, no will you start to show up on time in the sports books, <laughs> you damn well right I will. We'll start at 11 o'clock sharp Pacific, <laughs> 2 o'clock Eastern every damn day. I will explain to the kids that I got a job to do. Yep. Start on time. Put us on. That would be great. And listen, we'll build some brigade members that way because there's a lot of guys sitting in books. Oh, yes. Going, what are these people talking about? Well, at least we're giving you the truth. So I'm into that. Good idea. Good it's a great idea. idea. Books here in Vegas should do it too. I don't know what they're doing either. So bunch of talking head uh, nonsense. Somebody put us on overnight, by the way. I didn't know that. That's news uh, to me. Uh, here in town, yeah. I, I want to go take a picture. Tell me off. Tell me offline. I want to know which book. I'll go say hi. I'll go. I'll go, I'll go take a picture of it. It'd be phenomenal. I take a lot of pictures in that book, particularly. Oh, just saying. We'll we'll, we'll talk about. I it. like yeah. it. I like Try it. Try to lot. get them to put us on every night. All right. Best tweet of the day today, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> to you. Yeah. Who is this? Bet Tyler. Bet Tyler. U.S. It was apparently well, he, said something wrong about the Bet Smart U.S. and he's banned. Shit. Oh. So, he? so he had to okay. create a new he Twitter. So follow yeah, him at Tyler Watts. No, is is Tyler his last name? U.S. I think it is now. At Tyler Wyatt U.S. Wyatt. There we go. U.S. Sorry. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. his. That's his. That's his handle. I saw now. what he said. Tell so what he said. you were wearing Pittsburgh blue, and he I said, was. "Are you wearing Pittsburgh blue because the Pirates have lost ten straight games?" That was great. I was like, that, that was awesome. The brigade liked that a lot. The cold, there was the memes that came afterwards were tremendous. Very funny. On that. Are you winning today? No. You're monster dogs. Not winning today. No. It's going to 11. So frustrating. Yesterday, though, we found a bet that won. We did that. We did the better to book it. You booked it, but it won. Both Keller went won. into and, the seventh. He got and the then, outs. And my bet, and my over went too. And we found a way to have the bullpen give up six runs in the A in a game that was a dead under, flew over the total. So everybody eats, like yep, Lisey says all the time. That was oh, a yeah. good one. Oh, yeah. Um, are they winning today? No. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they it's, are. I mean, I don't even want – I mean, like, I want them to stop the losing streak. <laughs> I want them to win a game. But – I'm doing these videos, and it's very hard to come up with stuff all the time. Like, they try to be positive. They try to be good. I mean, tomorrow, got a shot. Okay. Today against Lazardo, they're just not hitting. Like, the lineup's not hitting. This yeah, is but not your, good. Your rookie went deep for the first time yesterday. 
Hammer and Hank fun, went deep. Fun moment. Like the, the, yeah. the, the guy's major league first home runs when you know, like you hope they're going to be there for a while and you get to watch it and, and experience it. And then they give them the crap in the dugout. Like they pretend like they don't, nobody was yeah, watching right. and then all this stuff. The pirates did the thing with the sword and it was great. They were up four, one in the eighth. This they're feeling it. Game. And then just, whoops. Just, yeah, it's just, it just keep dropping down and these Cubs keep winning and it's just getting annoying as hell. The A's have now lost eight straight and Rob Manfred decided to continue this. I don't know. You want to call it, what do you want to call it? Insulting the A's fan base for an interview that he gave for time magazine. Yeah. He kind of apologized, but he kind of didn't. He was speaking. Was that an apology for real? So it was at a news conference, actually. It was not, it was an interview he gave with time in which he basically said, like, I don't care about the A's, you know, having one time showing out for one day to paraphrase. He said the A's for one day had an average attendance in major league baseball (laughs) during the, during the reverse boycott, which made people were pretty angry about that. So he's at a news conference on Friday ahead of the Cardinals Cubs series in London. And he said, quote, my comment about Oakland was that I feel sorry for the fans. That was my initial and preference that we find a solution in Oakland. The comment I made about the fans on a particular night was taken out of context of those two larger remarks. One, I feel sorry for the fans. We hate to move. We did everything we could possibly to keep the club in Oakland. Unfortunately, one night doesn't change a decade worth of an action. So he kind of apologizes, but not really apologizes. He still insults them saying you don't show up to games. And so we took your team. I mean, I heard you read it back. I read it once myself and then I heard you just read it back. It doesn't sound like an apology. It sounds like a backhanded (laughs) other slap in the face. Like I was going to apologize, but instead I'm going to hit you again with the old one too. And go, bam, bam. Like, okay. Now we'll just point out you don't go to games. So since you don't go to games, you know, I was just pointing out to games. When they were winning, they just were in the playoffs less right. than five years ago. But their attendance even was then was 15, 16,000. It's too big of a ballpark. I mean, 40,000. They, they were getting 30,000 plus a night when they were winning and they were going to the playoffs. Now, the problem is, is they just couldn't get over the hump and win a playoff series. Yeah. And they're done that. It hurts. Okay. But they haven't done anything to improve the ballpark. They haven't made it. I mean, there's a lot of people that complain about going there. It's not a great place in a great part of town and a great place to be. An awful park. It, right. This is just my brother of- who goes there says it's, it's an absolute joke. Like, it's just, he says it's the most embarrassing. Like, you have to remind yourself you're at a major league baseball game. Yeah. So, I mean, you get what you pay for. They ain't paying for improvements and keeping the park there. So, it wasn't the fans' fault. The fans, at some point, the fans have to go, we're not going. And like, they did. And they have. And they did. And now the team's going to leave. They, they lost, lost the team. Yeah, they so lost the team. There's so. a cause and an effect, right? Right. Ballpark sucks. Team sucks. Fans stop going. Owner gets to move the team. It is the tale as old as time. They've made movies literally about that exact thing. Exactly. So, unfortunately, yes, Braves um, have won eight straight. Reds have won 11 straight and they play each other today and they play each other today. So that also is a pretty interesting little thing here, because on Friday, the Reds and the Braves face off having won 11 and eight straight games, respectively. It's the seventh time in Major League Baseball history. 
that teams will open a series both entering an eight-game winning streak. How do you make of this game here today? Put that graphic back up. Can you flash sure. that back up again? Yeah. Let's see that. Reds and the Braves. In Major League Baseball history. I love when things happen. Yep. Like that. Like, and we're in the space now. We're doing content. Like the seventh time in Major League Baseball history, which, oh, by the way, it's like 110 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Long time. Who wins? Braves. Today. Yeah. Ashcraft is pitching tomorrow. Reds are winning tomorrow. Okay. But Weaver's pitching today. This is Weaver's going to get tattooed today. I, why, why do you say it like that? Because he has a they, seven, he has a 7.27 home ERA. That's not good. That's he has given up 21 earned runs in 26 innings worth of work. That's not good either. He's given up 15 earned runs in three games in the month of June. <laughs> that's very not good. <laughs> Weaver's getting killed today by the Braves lineup. <laughs> He's getting killed today. So the total's 11. Yep. It went down. It went over. So it was 11 and a half, went down to 10 and a half. Now it's back up to 11. Let me see here. There's Clip been some ping pong going on. Flat 11. Pretty much. Well, we got a lot of 11 over 15s now. Um, oh, boy. It's the highest total of the day. Mm-hmm. By f- oh, no. Hello. Angels at Colorado. Sandoval and Freeland day. Let's talk 11 about and a half. Let's go to that game. Angels minus 160 against the Rockies. Colorado has lost eight straight games. You want to back the Rockies today? You want to lay 160 with the Angels? Boys and girls, just so you know, it's not this easy doing your own show. Just so you know the little <laughs> transitions and things that happen. There's a little sometimes thought-provoking things that said in lead. P. Ralt and I have been playing tennis for a few years to make it look and sound as smooth. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll help you do it. you got to really put in the time to get that chemistry. And sometimes you can be really experts in chemistry class and still not get it to work. Do you I believe guess. in the 10,000-hour rule? I don't know if there's a specific number, but you got to put in the work. 10,000 oh. hours. I was starting to think about this the other day because I was, I've read a book recently about, we talked a lot about the 10,000 hour rule. For those of you who no. don't know, to be an expert in anything, you have to do 10,000 hours. Right. I was thinking to myself, there's probably a decent shot. You and I have spent 10,000 hours talking to each other. It's probably a decent shot. <laughs> so Ask on, and, on and out, on and off. She'll the air, tell over, you over. Over the course of the last five years, because 10,000 hours essentially is three hours a day for three years. Oh, that's that. That's how that math breaks down. Pretty much, yeah. I already know that number's <laughs> over. So listen, the divorce year alone. <laughs> yes, that's true. That twenty twenty. We were yeah. doing the show, and we were talking three hours, hours off the air. Yeah, the divorce year was bad. Just, so yes. Yeah. Uh, so in case you're curious about putting in the work, there's the work. So there's the ten thousand hour rule when it comes to how much we've talked to each other. Anyways, you like the Angel. Rockies or the Eagles today? Angels. I got the angels. Oh, you could do. Yeah, of course. You got about the streak, right? This is is my softball hat, which again, we'll get to best thing about today. It's all nasty. Um, Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with the Rockies right now. I agree. Rangers, Yankees might be the game of the day in major league baseball. It's a pick them. Oh, don't give the Yankee fans catnip to tell them it's the game of the day, please. Why not? Kind of is. 
because it's annoying. Isn't the Dodgers hosting the, the Astros the game of the day? Maybe, yeah. I mean, that that, that could be too. That's in the con- And then, the like, in the conversation wise, Arizona. I just mean Rangers are hot. Yankees are coming alive, and you've got a pick them. It's a very close. Yes. Good game. Yeah. Good game. Uh, I mean, the first thought is I want Dunning. Although Schmidt's been, Schmidt's been good. Schmidt's been He's really been very good. good too. Under He's been good. Under yeah. in the game. I, I fair. Yeah, I, I'll go with under. I like under. Under in, the, under in the game. Lean in Texas. Give me Dunning. Yeah, I think that's 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 fair. I I, I do think we're going to see a good game, a, a good pitch game. Schmidt's been decent, but I think you're right about that. I think I'll go with Dunning too. All right, we're going into, into Atani watch in time for another ridiculous, stupid stat for Atani that the guy just every time when you start bringing these things up, it's stupid what he's able to do. Last year, Shohei Atani became the first player to finish in the top 15 in Major League Baseball for both home runs, hit, and pitching strikeouts in a season since the mound was moved to the current distance in 1893. Okay, first player, top 15 in Major League Baseball history to come in with home runs and case 1893. He is currently top three in each of these things in major league baseball, number one in home runs and number three in strikeouts. <laughs> 1893 top yeah. 15. He's now top three. Can't explain any <laughs> another, this another one of the things we've never seen before. Can't we've explain. never witnessed it ever. $500 million, $500 million contract. He's getting a $500 million contract. I mean, this one might be justified. <laughs> I would agree. I'd give it to him. Right. It, it might. I mean, like, I don't know what to say anymore when we talk about him. We're doing this Otani watch, which, again... Sonic, great job with the graphic. You putting it together with the stinger. It gets me like this every time because you don't <laughs> tell me that you're hitting the button. No. I just kind of go with it, which is great. I don't know what to say. The guy is incredible. <laughs> we're just All we're doing is pointing out every day. We're going to point out different stats as to what the guy is doing because it simply doesn't make any sense. Time for the Brigade Proctor Service NFL Story of the Day. You had a chance to meet our guy Jay here in town. It was cool. You got him that custom hat that we mentioned before. He met yes. everybody at Circa. I mean, he did the rounds. He saw like literally everybody down there. He was doing doing some handwork. I was excited to meet him and his wife, Ashley, um, celebrating their 10-year anniversary. He did um, a book time. He did stadium swim time. He did berries for dinner. Yep. And he finished with Legacy Club last night. And um, we trip. got to spend some time together. And yeah, uh, did, did you did we see the hat on Twitter? Or we see the hat here. Did you see? The, oh, I should have pulled it. Tomorrow? Sorry. That's my bad. I should have pulled it. That's okay. It. We can That's pull right. it tomorrow. Uh, yeah. well, 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 you can talk for a second and, and, and I'll pull it. In a second oh, for that. okay. Brigade Proxy. You need me to text it to you? And I got it. Brigade okay. Proxy at, at gmail.com for you guys to go ahead and... Uh, let's see how fast I can pull this sign up, up with us. Yeah. So yes. the Talk proxy service works like this, boys and girls, if you haven't heard, you come to Vegas, you sign up for one of the big contests here in town, Circa Millions, Circa Survivor. 
Westgate Super Contest, all these different things. You can do the contest and not live in the state of Nevada. We live in the state of Nevada for you. We become your proxy. We put in your picks. There's going to be a procedure and a process to get your picks to us every single week, ideally by Friday at midnight Pacific, 3 in the morning. Eastern, if you can, you know, you can extend it a little bit later. We need them absolutely by Saturday morning, ideally 9 o'clock Pacific, noon your time. We'll enter the picks. You'll get a confirmation email that you're in. You'll be able to check the standings. And you'll get to meet us and say hello. And we're, that's just how it works. We'll meet Dave, you at the book. And if Dave likes you, he might give you that. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm working on something for a, the, the BPS, the Brigade Proxy Service. But this was a BVB lid that Jay dreamed up. Mm. Um, he signed up for the Brigade Proxy Service. But the BVB lids are something separate. If you do good in a contest and you want to get on the show, that option will be available. So that, that looks really, that looks really nice though. That hat, that hat is really nice. Daniel, my guy at, uh, at the lids, uh, he's moving on, but oh. he made that hat last night. So I got to, uh, we're going to working on some things. Corbin's my guy at the, at the, at the one place too. I got a couple guys that do absolute artwork with these mm. hats. And I mean, like this is my white lid that I like to walk around with an electric blue metallic with the red. You have the Celtics model. Um, that's the green and the black. Yeah, it's over there. It's completely customizable. Um, and we're working on getting it so you guys can just do it and then we'll get it shipped to you and different things like that. So you don't have to come to Vegas. But if you're here, like people were for the brigade meetup, right? Meet and greet had the show they went and did it themselves i mean chef benny got bucket hats made uh francisco ochoa did some work with the with the green and there's the bucket hat i know my bucket hat is downstairs because i wore it out today uh, in the morning but yeah a lot of different options we're, we're, we're working on all of it so it's good stuff what is the nfl story of the day aaron Rodgers went to denver Jet fans, I'm, 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 I, I, I don't feel for you, but I'm laughing with you and at you in some ways because this is awesome. Aaron Rodgers decides, like at, at least Tom Brady, when he went and pushed quack, quack stuff, he was trying to make you healthier. Like he was trying to help you, like you know, avocado ice cream and don't eat strawberries. Like he was trying to make people healthy. Aaron Rodgers has decided to go to this conference, a psychedelic conference in Denver, to go and advocate for the legalization of psychedelic drugs. The Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, the largest U.S. advocacy group, had this thing in Colorado where he is now on board with what Oregon did with the decriminalization of psychedelic mushrooms, psilocybin, making psilocybin more legal, more accessible to people. impressed with your ability to pronounce it. I mess so, them up all the time. Psilocybin? Yeah, that was good. The one I always mess up is Hayayuska. That's the one I always kill. <laughs> Hayayuska is the beverage. Is I as I say it? How do you say it really? Do you oh, know you it? said it right. Hayayuska. Okay. Hayayuska, whatever it is. Yeah, I've never taken I've taken psilocybin mushrooms. I've never taken Hayayuska, nor that I don't think I ever really would. I'm not going to say he's totally wrong Wait, about you've this. Done the mushroom things? Yeah, I've taken mushrooms for a long time. Yeah, so I, I haven't done it since I was probably 25, but it's been 20 years probably since I've done it. But I've done you it. Remember what it what it felt like? Oh yeah, of course. Would you really? advocate for the legalization of it? Um, I think if alcohol is legal, mushrooms should be legal. Yeah, I do. 
I, oh. I, I, I think it's not, it's, you know, your body process, anything you consume, it depends upon what you're like. If you go and drink hard alcohol on an empty stomach, it messes you up fast, right? You get really, really drunk. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. If you, if you, if you eat a meal and you go and eat psilocybin mushrooms, it matters how much you eat and it matters what's in your system and how much water's in your system. Like, so it's very complicated to say like, is it awful for you? I wouldn't say it's awful for you. No, it's a trip drug. I mean, it's odd to hear an NFL quarterback stand up and say trip drugs should be legal. Kind of like, um, but he really believes in this. Aaron Rodgers believes as a huge, you know, he said the response from other people in the sports industry has been incredible to see basketball players and baseball players, surfers, entertainers, and my own teammates and colleagues across the league reach out and either share their story about their own medicine journey or ask to be a part of an upcoming one was pretty special. Now, I don't know if I want to be tripping out with Aaron Rodgers, but, <laughs> but, but I mean, maybe some, some people want to do that. He's, he, he was asked about the psychedelic substance, the, the, the drink, Hayuska, and he said about um, people who criticized him after talking about the experience of taking it and going to the dark room, saying, because I guarantee you all these bums who want to come after me online about my experience and stuff, they've never tried it. They're the perfect people for it. We need to get these people taking it. Like he's legitimately advocating to dose people who are criticizing him for the substances he's taking. We're taking Hayayuska. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm the biggest square in the world as far as all this goes. I've never right. done any of that stuff. Okay. I've never yep. I've been around guys, sat next to guys doing it. Like I don't care. Right. But just not for me. And at some point I might do it. I might not. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. Capital N, capital O, underscore no. No. You had a stroke. Hell no. Okay. You're, 50, you're 52 years old and had a stroke. You are not taking these drugs ever. Okay. Yeah, I'll ask the doc about it next time <laughs> yeah. I go. Yeah. How am I going to do on Hayushka? <laughs> yeah. He's going to say, um, you're not doing anything with your brain, okay? We're not Psychedelics and you are not going to go hand in hand. No. <laughs> Fair enough, because I probably see some crazy stuff anyway without this stuff. But so now he's talking about like, you know, the positive reaction and all this other stuff because – you know, there is some research. He's not wrong. There is some right. research that's talking about anxiety and depression, that there are some that believe that small micro dosing of psilocybin can help you or cure you of it. That's fine. But there's never going to be a chance that leagues are going to say this is okay. Unless it's legal in the country. So like, remember, that's the, the only way the that NBA remotely happens, right? right? The NBA took marijuana off its banned substance list because it became legalized in so many states. The NFL has not done that. Nevada, the Nevada State Athletic Commission has not done that. If you have marijuana in your system before a fight, you can't fight, even though it's legal here. So you can't, you, you have to be out of your system. When you come to Nevada to fight, you cannot have THC, marijuana in your system. It's got to be out. So like there are certain, certain things you can and cannot do still, even when it's legal, certain groups, leagues, commissions are saying or states. Yes. States. Some yeah. others. No. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Like if you try to fight in Texas, if you have THC in your system at all, they say, uh, uh-uh, you, you can't No, you're out. You, you're out. You, they will not license you to fight. 
at all. And I don't want either, but we're legal here and Texas is illegal. It's been a big push for people. You know, Sean O'Malley is one person that comes to Nevada. Oftentimes he smokes a lot of marijuana and says, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I can't, if I have THC in my system, you won't give me a license to fight. You know, it's legal here in the state. It's not a hard, it's a hard argument to make because it's not marijuana. THC is not a performance enhancing drug. So again, that's, that's another thing that like, yeah. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in the league. Yeah. And he's doing his stuff in the off season. I don't think he's doing it in season. I don't, I mean, who knows? You know, we, we don't know. Right. We don't know what he's doing. I mean, who we don't knows? know if he is or he isn't, but I, I mean, as much pain and as a lot of times like these guys are in, I've seen, you know, I, I know professional athletes that are literally like, man, my body hurts. Like, I, I need to figure out a way to get to practice the next day. Without a Percocet. Well, and guys went down that road and it never works out well. I mean, it Hard. just, it, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Addiction it, yeah. to pain pills is, is a real, is a huge problem. And it's, you know, we've, you know, it doesn't happen as much now as it once did, but doctors used to hand that stuff out like it was water. They wouldn't care. Right. And got whole country hooked on opioids and then hooked on other drugs that there were cheaper versions of it and the fentanyl problems and the meth problems, everything else that kind of broke into America when it came to the pharmaceutical industry and they paid huge fines because of it. And I mean, he is right on one level. The reason why these drugs aren't tested more often is because the pharmaceutical companies don't want it to be tested more often. They don't right. want this drug on the market. So he's right, right about that. It's just interesting. I mean, I don't think the Jets care about it. It's just a different type of thing when you hear your star quarterback say, "Like, do drugs." <laughs> like, like, oh. It's 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 a it's a it's an interesting. I mean, you know, and now I mean, being parents and having yeah, right, still young kids. Like a lot of these conversations are, it's it's awkward to have. I mean, we were driving to Arizona. I don't know if you remember it, but like in um, Wickenburg, there's a yeah. sign, a big billboard. It says fentanyl. It only takes one time. And like, even Jess was like, why is that so prominent right here? I'm like, because, because this are. is a big thoroughfare between big two cities. And a lot of people are driving down here. And this place probably has a fentanyl problem. problem. Yeah. Like a lot of places do that are smaller. Rural. Yep. Right now. Yep. It's crazy what's I mean, going on. And Madeline country. asks me all the time whenever she smells marijuana in Vegas. She asks me, what is that? Why do people do that? Which is basically every day. Um, so I mean, I feel yeah, like I, I mean, smell it here every she day. She walks around, she walks around holding her nose all the time. She goes, "It smells so bad. Why are they doing that, Daddy? Why do they do that?" Yeah. And like, I can't explain the full reason why they do it. I can't tell her all these things. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like because they can't consume it in their homes. They're here. They're tourists. They're here. So they got smoke in their cars, in their parking right. garages, and blah blah yeah. blah. And like, she gets really mad, and she's like, "I don't understand why they're doing this. It's ridiculous." And like, eventually, she'll figure it out. But it, you know. Yeah, as you know, I'm sure there's jet parents who on on talk radio in New York, they're talking about it. And some son said to their dad, why does Aaron Rodgers take psychedelics? What's the point? <laughs> you got to have that conversation because Aaron Rodgers is taking psychedelics. So now you have to explain the different types of drugs they are and what they do and why they, you know, why do they take them and what's the difference between a party drug and a pain killing drug. And I mean, th that's often the problem. I mean, you know, alcohol is poison. <sighs> We put it in our bodies all the time. I like drinking alcohol, but it's poison. Right. We take it. Tobacco is poison. I like taking. Yep. I like smoking tobacco. I like yep. smoking cigars. Poison. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all what it is. It's yep. just a matter of what are we allowed to take and what we are not allowed to take. And that's why I do think I'm on Roger's side for most of it. 
because I'm a proponent of legalizing everything. People right. think I'm insane, but I think you should legalize everything and tax it and police it and keep it safe and have it, you know, have it be medical grade stuff where you're actually knowing what's inside of it. Part of the uh, problem with the, with the fentanyl problem is that people don't know how, what they're taking. They OD correct. on it. It sucks. So we try to explain to all the kids. And I told all the girls that I coached before they left for college, like there's going to be that uh, jungle juice or mystery punch. Don't, don't ever drink that. You have no idea what's in there. They'll no. tell you, someone will tell don't ever drink don't that. Uh-uh. You'll be Waste. at parties. Yeah. That, you know, there's going to be someone that says, oh, this is this, this is that. Don't take it. Don't, right. Just don't take it unless you unless you watch it. it. Yes. You watch it be made in front of you. Yeah. You just, there's just, you're going to be put in situations where you're going to have people that you trust are going to yeah. tell you this. Just say no. It's sometimes it feels harder to do that. Just say no, because you don't know. And if you, yeah, I mean, one, my advice, one mistake, it can be very bad. Of course. And my advice to my sister in college was basically like, if you didn't see the drink get made yourself, don't take it. Just go make another one. Just say, oh, hey, could I make my own? And just go walk over and make your own. Like, if you want to have a drink, that's fine. But don't take what someone just hands you because you have no idea. Even one of your friends, because they may have been gotten from somebody else. And like, yeah. unless you watch that, either the bottle being opened in front of you or you making the drink yourself. Yeah, it's, and that's horrible. I mean, I, I often, you know, you're a dad of three girls. I'm a dad of one. It's like, you know, those are all real conversations you have to have and it sucks, but you have to have those conversations. You got to have them with boys and, and girls. You got to have them with yeah. kids, oh. just period, because Fair. there's a lot of things I mean, listen, they're looking for title shots too. I'm not saying I've ever been roofied, but, Mm -hmm. you know, there were times I'm sure I was, you know, being like, hey, try this. I'm like, hold on. I've heard Jessica tell the story. She was the mother hen of her sorority. She was watching all the stuff going on all the time. The stories that she told me, I'm like, you 100% got to tell the girls this because they don't want to hear that shit from me. Right. They need to hear it from you. You, you know, you got to sometimes do to both roles now and have these conversations. And the girls look at you like, how do you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So yeah, just, yeah. So <laughs> sports. Great. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday for you guys who are live on YouTube and Twitter. Don't move time for bonus time. Okay. Just a quick one before we get to better to book it here. Yes. Uh, Wall Street a Wall Street firm was here over the week talking about the future of Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's really stunning to anybody, but it's worth noting. Vegas is right now in a serious boom. This is a boom year for Vegas with what's coming down the pike. Even though other parts of the country aren't doing as well as maybe they want to be, we're going to have a record year here going all the way until February when the Super Bowl is here. It is crazy. <laughs> and I'm reminded every time I go down on the strip, Tony, you need to see the kid from MLB Network and his friends are here yep. from New York for this bachelor party. And I was down on the strip briefly yesterday on a Thursday. And I'm like, it's June. It's Thursday. Why are all these people here? Yeah. Like this is, I don't know if it's becoming a strictly like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday type thing. 
because the conventions maybe aren't here in the summer like they are right. in the fall and winter. Right. That's true. But it is busy, and there are going to be some big events. I just went to that parade. That was one hundred thousand people, and that wasn't planned. That was that was not an expected. That was just right? happened. We have expected planned events all coming here. Marancy was talking about it yesterday on Sports Grid, and we're going to talk about it more today. He showed a picture of where he's sitting. He's coming for the F one. Oh, he bought the Mirage package. Okay, he really likes F one, huh? Two dimes each. It's. Two dimes is his package for that gets him the tickets to the uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Two dimes. He can sit bad. in front of the Mirage. They're building a grandstand. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes. He showed the picture. It's that was one of the few options still available. Oh, yeah. Because the other packages are gone. Are gone. Oh, yeah. The one the from the Bellagio are and gone. Up packages. Gone. Gone. Like that's November. When usually it slow. slows down and slowing down. <laughs> no, nope. right. I mean, because we have football, we have college football. We have the college preseason kickoff games that are starting. UNLV plays at Allegiant. The Raiders start going again and they start kicking up stuff. Then we get into hockey season. Yesterday, the Golden Knights released their preseason schedule. It starts on September 20th. Does it really? <laughs> September 20th. Preseason hockey is not far from now. It's when June you win 20th. The Stanley Cup. It's so quick. quick. July, tournament. August, September. It's and a, you're playing games. You have two it's months. Three months. Off. Two and a half months. Yeah. Bam. That's you're it. right. You're right in. Yeah. You go right to it. So like there's no off season. Like there's no, you know, hockey is coming here. Like again, like it's like picking right back up again. It's it's all gonna start this fall. It's gonna be unlike any fall we've ever seen. And then it gets to F1, then it gets to CES in January, and then it gets to the Super Bowl in February. Like it is just this crescendo of this amazing growth arc. And so, yes, when a Wall Street firm comes here and says, yeah, guys, you're good. Vegas is good. <laughs> like, we're, we're all we're bullish on what you guys are going to look like for the next 10 months. They're not lying. Would you ever Airbnb the house? My house? Yeah. Uh, uh, no. I mean, somebody asked me that yesterday. because Unless I knew who they were. Like my brother did this. So my brother lives in Portland, Maine. My other brother is going on a bachelor party and they couldn't find a place that was going to be cheap enough to get for us for a house. So they instead gave my brother who owns the house, they rented out his house for four days. So instead of paying an Airbnb, they paid, they paid, they paid him and say, go out of town for four days. If I knew the person coming in, I probably would do it. Yeah. I mean, there are people talking about like the amounts of money that we could possibly get for our our places insane with with the locations that we're in with the amenities that are close by and in the i mean like somebody was explaining this to me i was at lunch and i was like oh how am i going to explain it i can't i mean i'm going on vacation for a week you just say we're, we're going out of town for a week yeah but justin i mean i don't know this is going to be a that's going to be a tough sale but it's a large amount of money yes for a lot it's of a people. large amount of money for a lot of like people f1 like for you know we got a big place with multiple bedrooms and amenities Super and a gym Bowl. and a pool and all this other stuff. Like I, 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 I it, it was enough to make me pause <laughs> and go to go. Mm, I'll think on. about it. Yeah. Like I just uh, worry about the house getting wrecked. Or that's about what I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, I just literally go, geez, if they do something and then they yeah. leave and like, oh, just, I'm never going to 
just, right. I don't know. That that's my problem with it. Is it? I still don't 100% love the idea of strangers running through your house and sleeping in your beds. And yeah, I live here. <laughs> this is my whole, <laughs> I'm not sure I love that idea. All right, time for a better or book it here. Uh, three games to get into. Let's start with why I'm wearing the hat. Yep. Braves run line in the first five. I'm laying a half a run here at minus 128. Luke Weaver going up against Smith Sauver, who is 3-0. and It's his first start on the road, though, which is a little bit scary. Reds have not seen this guy. I thought about betting the over. Mm, didn't love it. Thought about betting the first five over. Didn't love it. The Reds are 3-0. and against sorry the Braves are three and zero against the Reds but they haven't scored more than uh they, they all three games have been run by one run because the Reds are pretty good on the run line and they've only scored more than five runs once total team total for the for the Braves is five and a half so I chose first five run line instead better to book it <sighs> reluctantly bet it Reluctantly, just, just I hate to do the, 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 the streak thing. They're both on streaks, and they're yep. it's just I, I, the plus it's a fade on Weaver at home. It's a fade on Weaver, right? That's fine. So it's all about him. Yeah, Philly's money line it is it's Walker against Singal. Uh, Walker, Singa, Singa, Walker, 2.25 ERA at home. He's three and oh at home, opposing batting average of 157, only eight earned runs given up in 32 innings worth of work at home for T Walker for the mat for the anytime uh, we can fade the Mets. I like it. <laughs> yeah, especially saying on the road, we got a shot. So, How about the Mets are three and oh against the Phillies? Phillies yeah, haven't beaten the Mets problem. yet. I think that that's the. I was going to just say the Phillies can't get beat after. the Mets. Though. You, well, no, you, you have, well, this is only the fourth time they've played. First time in Philly, but you got to get going here. The Mets suck. Like you're, if, if you're the Phillies, if, you, if you're going to have a chance to either wild card it or contend or try to come near the Braves, you got to you got to get after it here. Like, come on now. Keep talking for a minute. I got to be right back. Keep talking. Okay. Go to the single shot the, if you have to. Hold there on. is right. there is no single shot anymore. This is part of the problem with 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 these things. But we'll do that in just one second. Um, what are some other stats here? Uh, okay, so Senga is four has a four point seven eight ERA on the road this year, two forty eight opposing batting average, seventeen earned runs and thirty eight innings worth of pitched. Uh, but a three and zero mark for the, the the Mets against the Phillies. Pitched against them. Senga pitched against the Phillies in New York about three weeks ago. 2-0 win for them. Uh, he's given up seven earned runs on... Oh no, Sorry, went seven innings, gave up zero earned runs in that game and a 2-0 victory for the Mets. So that's the only little fear factor on that as to how that's going to go down. Not positive um, as we're going to do that. And then we can go to the next better to book it. It's not really a better to book it because I have a plus 435 uh, CWS ticket on the LSU Tigers to win it all. So I've been slowly hedging back. I got to bet Florida because I'm really nervous about LSU not having their stud pitcher until maybe Monday. If the series even goes to Monday. So I'm going to hedge it back a little. I'm going to bet the games individually, but I like the idea of just having something on Florida just to kind of protect myself and hedge off of the LSU future that I've got with this. So I had a Tennessee future. They're out. I got an LSU future that's still alive. It's minus 110 on both sides. There was the initial line was Florida minus 120. And then all the money came in on LSU. Everybody thought the money would come in on Florida. 
it didn't, which is kind of strange because a lot of the pros are on Florida from early on. Some guys have got nine to one, 10 to one tickets on the Gators to win the entire thing. Money came on LSU. Now, is that just because people are hedging off their Florida price? Probably so. That's the most likely indication is that everybody had Florida tickets, didn't have LSU tickets, and now they're betting on LSU because they thought it was going to be Florida against Wake Forest instead it's Florida against LSU. So I'm taking the Florida hedge just so I've got some money on Florida in order to play around with, with this and have at least a little bit of a backstop in case Florida does win this thing. Game one is going to mean a lot tomorrow. I, I mean, Saturday, Sunday, the two games. Monday, if it's happening, we'll be live on Monday talking about it with a winner-take-all game. I'll, I might bet Saturday. I might not. I may just bet the other team, whoever loses Saturday, bet them on Sunday. And then with a rubber match on Monday, it feels like this series is going to go three games. So whoever wins on Saturday, I would probably think could win on Monday but I think we're going to get three games on it. So I'm not positive I'm betting on Saturday. The best bet in the entire college world series has been the unders. My gut tells me that the books are going to adjust and the unders are going to be, the total is going to be like seven and a half or eight on this, but I don't know that for a fact. We all good. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we had a surprise. Kelsey's home. Nice dog can hear everything. Oh, the dog was crying like I've never heard before Aww. because she's upstairs and wants to know someone's in home. the loft yep. on the top bunk and she won't go down the steps. She'll go up and she'll sleep with Kendall. Right. And lay there, but she won't go down. Really? The step is a little high. Oh. She must have fallen or something. Slept. So yep. She heard the door <laughs> open. And flipped out <laughs> and was wailing. <laughs> like I I was like, that's why I, I was like, what is that noise? noise. I we never, couldn't hear it. So the mic didn't I've pick it up. I've never heard the dog oh. make that noise before. So I was like, Something somebody's wrong. in trouble. Yeah. So I went and Kendall's passed out in her bed because I made her get up. She was up all night playing games. Yeah. She's passed out. The dog can hear her other big sister, Kelsey, and can't get down. <laughs> So I was like, I just, what is it? I thought something was wrong with Kendall first. Right. And then. <laughs> then I realized it was the dog. And I was like, why are you okay? And then I heard downstairs uh, Kelsey talking. And I was like, oh, it's amazing what the dogs can hear. Is it? Not? Oh, my gosh. That's the problem. Because my the two little dogs I've got, I've got huge ears. They hear everything and they bark at everything. The what was your thing- last bet? Was what? College World Series? I, I'm hedging off of it. I, I took Florida at minus 110 to hedge off the LSU future, not as much as I've got to win. So if LSU wins, basically I win a half a unit now, but I'm going to bet the series going on. But I put something on Florida just in case, because without having skeins going until Monday, I'm concerned that Florida is going to win it. Is there a series price? Yeah, minus 110. What well, a series price is 110. What's game one? Uh, I didn't see. It wasn't up last night. I haven't seen it yet. My guess is probably Florida minus 120. For game one? Game one is, wow. Florida is up to minus 130. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Total's so, 10. Yeah, that's the that's the wild thing. I, it could happen, too though. high, is it May, not? Maybe, maybe not. Florida's played high-scoring games. They beat Virginia 
Oh, so like Florida has had games where they've scored Florida. They'll give up runs Florida there. I'll just say this. We haven't seen gorilla ball. We haven't seen a lot of home runs other than that two run walk-off home run for LSU. We could see a bunch of home runs in the championship series. Florida and LSU mm. both, both can go deep. So I would be, I'd be a little careful with the total under feels like the right play, but we could see it change because wake forest and LSU were both elite pitching teams. Right. But now they don't have their big guy. They, they burn through a lot of arms in this series. Huh? So Florida being favored in game one's right. That's right. That's the right number. Okay. Favorite thing about today is what? Okay. So, um, like I said, this morning, I found out by surprise that Kelsey was going to go guest play, whatever you call it, put the uniform on, go sit with the team that we coached and played with the last year. And she hasn't batted, played, done anything in eight months. So I balked at, you know, the whole thing initially. I was like, please don't. Um, you know, I told I told uh, Jessica, is this a good idea? She's been right. complaining about her back and she's been rehabbing. And she's doing great. She looks great. All this other stuff. So I say to Kendall, we're going. And um, we go. Kelsey gets an at bat. And wait. Oh, you're right here. Hold on. I'm going to let you talk and lean <laughs> in right now. So you can do it. Hello. Yeah, What's up? Right okay. I heard you had quite the first at bat in a while. Yeah. yeah. What happened? So you get a, what was the count when you hit it? Two, two. Ooh, two, two okay. count. Were you thinking fastball? Yep. And? Uh, grand slam. <laughs> How did it feel? Really good, actually. <laughs> uh, that's the first one ever. First grand slam ever. 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 And did, um, did your feet hit the ground when you started to, to run? Could you just, do you remember running around the bases or you just floating? Well, I kind of stopped as soon as I hit it. Cause I knew it was gone off the bat. And I was like, and my coach was just screaming. She's like, you did it. And I was like, oh my God, I still got to run. <laughs> you got to go run through. Yeah. How hard were they hitting you on your head? I saw the video. They're all punching you on oh top of your God, head. Oh my God, it was crazy. But I don't, I, I missed that. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, congratulations. Okay. That's very cool. How Thanks. do you feel? Ball? They gave you the ball too. All right. <laughs> they gave you the yeah. ball. Yeah, I found it. So you, you found it. Are you gonna? Are you think you're gonna play? Again? I don't know. It's like a one. Was that well, a one night show? Like a one day show? Are you gonna play tomorrow? I don't know. We'll see. Damn, bro. Oh. They need me. She said. She said uh -oh. I gotta be in the the four hole. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Well, how's your back feel right now? Great, right now. There you go. See. <laughs> home runs home runs are a good painkiller <laughs> true very true very true very cool congratulations that's so, awesome that's, that was one of those um hell yeah we're moments. gonna remember that one for a long time yeah we got the awesome. video from the game changer you saw it i sent it to you it's awesome yeah it's just one of those moments man like she hit her first career grand slam and we thought we were never going to play again when she got that diagnosis eight months ago and has been rehabbing and working and she caught a lot of games she caught a lot of games over the years and there were days where she caught two three games in a day like mm. it was nothing and still kept hitting and all this other stuff so again we talk about the success of our kids and how it just it feels different. I don't know how to describe it to those of you that don't have them. I hope all of you that do have them can feel that someday. You see the work they put in. You you hear P. Rawls say it. I say it to my kids all the time. You have to learn how to fall. 
You have to fail. You have to figure it out because you're not going to have success all the time. Everybody's not going to have your best interest in mind all the time. And you're going to have to learn to get punched in the fucking mouth and figure out how to either protect yourself, punch back, or just go get in a different ring and fight Mm -hmm. a different fight. But you have to learn how to do it. I can't give that to you. You have to do that yourself. And you know, she's been able to fight through it. We've had a lot of bad throw down, knock down, drag out arguments over this because I was the, the I was the idiot dad that's saying, you're fine. Just keep playing. And I didn't you know, I had to take the foot off the gas a little bit. It's been a crazy eight months for me too, watching her mm. maybe work out, maybe not, maybe fight through it, maybe not. Don't know how hard to push. Sometimes I push too far. She pushes right back now. She's 18 years old. That swing, that celebration, that smile, we're doing it all fucking day. So until tomorrow morning, when she gets in that batter's box and swings at a three-two pitch that she shouldn't, and she strikes out, and I go, now what home run queen? <laughs> you know, where's your doubles and bombs now, bro? And we have it back and forth. So favorite thing about today. That's it, man. It already happened. That's that's phenomenal. I, I have three things. Normally, I don't have this many, but I want to do a couple. Yes. The first is um, my brother got rushed to the ER this morning in in Western Mass. The he's farmer. Okay. Yep, he's okay. It was it's oh. he couldn't keep anything down. They thought it might have been appendicitis. They thought it was something else. Everything checked out. He was sent home, so he's he's doing well. But that was kind of a scary text to get first thing in the morning, saying, yep. "Hey, your brother's in the emergency room. They don't know what's wrong with him, and they're running a bunch of scans." And then he texted me and said, "It's you know, I'm I'm all good. I just can't hold anything down. They think it might be a stomach bug. They thought it might have been gallbladder or appendicitis or something. And it's you know, it's just a nasty bug going around. So good to see that he's okay. Number two." If you guys are longtime Daily Juice listeners, you know about TJ in Cecilia in Chicago. So when I first started the Juice in July of 2020, when when we hit 1 million listens, we did a fundraiser. Cecilia and TJ voluntarily opened up their bake shop Mm. to bake cookies for this fundraiser. Made $0 off of it, but worked tirelessly hours upon hours of making these daily juice cookies and sending them all over the country. We raised $5,000 the first time we did this. <laughs> the second time we did this, we got to 5 million listens. Went from It took one year to go from, one, from zero to 1 million listens. It right. took one year to go from 1 million to 5 million listens. Right. They did it again. This time we raised $10,000. For, for the Ronald McDonald House, which is a huge charity of mine because right. I helped my ex-wife and I, when, when Madeline was in the ICU, when she wasn't breathing on her own, we slept literally 100 yards from Madeline free of, free of, uh, of, of charge. Right because of the Ronald McDonald House. So I always want to raise as much money as possible and like they always come at me now because we gave him $15,000 and they're like, what's your next fundraiser? What are you next? What are you going to do next? I'm like, right. I don't know. But they're here today in Vegas and I'm seeing them tomorrow. I've never met, never met them. Never met them. It's phenomenal. I've never met them. TJ and his wife, Cecilia, I've never actually had a pleasure of meeting them and the hours, the time on the phone that we spent together <laughs> doing this. Like I, 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 they live in Chicago. They run a small bakery outside of Chicago. 
And he heard it and he goes, you know, I could, do, I, I said it on the juice ones, like, I want to raise money for a charity. Da, 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 da. He's like, yeah, we'll do it. Like, what do you mean you'll do it? You're like, this is going to take a lot of, like, I don't know how many we're going to sell. And they were blown away by the number of people that were coming in. They're like, we didn't realize this. We weren't prepared for this. We didn't know. They had to stop the, the second time we did this, they had to stop one of their days and just make the cookies. That's it. <laughs> and I was like, this is so, uh, it was so heartwarming and special because these people out of the goodness of their heart, they don't know me. And yet tremendous. they did this. So they are here and they've been telling me for like six months, we're coming to Vegas, we're coming to Vegas, we're coming to Vegas. And so I got the text this morning. Hey, we're in town. When do you want to meet? I was like, let's like, they're going down. The band live is playing Fremont street on Saturday oh, for free, yeah. which is you don't understand like that band in college for me, for my two roommates, it's ridiculous. I liked live. One of my roommates had a, like a weird psychotic obsession that every oh. single time in his car, he had live on for a year and a half straight to the point we were like, can we please listen to something else? No. <laughs> he, so like having that band play in Vegas. So I'm going to go down there. I'm going to have dinner with them. I'll go over. I'll, I'll listen to a couple of songs with live and then I'll go home. I'll go right. to the gym because I have to work out that night. So I'll go watch, you know, with, with live, but I'm seeing them. So that's super, super that's huge. So awesome. so awesome. And then finally, June 25th is Sunday. So I turned 32, I believe it was. And somebody looked at my hand and looked down at me and said, what's going on with your hand? And I was like, what do you mean? I had a white dot on my hand. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know. The dot started to get bigger and bigger and bigger over the course of two or three months. I started okay. to freak out. thought I was dying. Right. Went to a dermatologist, went in, sat down. My hair is, I'd stopped dyeing my hair. My hair was this color. Right. Dermatologist looked at me and said, you have vitiligo. It's like, what? He's like, your hair. What about my hair? My hair is gray. But your hair is not gray. It's like, huh? Because your hair is colorless. You have no color in your hair. Your hair is like everyone else's. Gray hair is coarse. Gray hair is like wiry. You don't have gray hair. You have normal hair. Your hair has no color in it. It's like, huh? Blew my mind, changed my entire world. Well, right. obviously my hand, you can see my hand. Yeah. My hand has gone dramatically different. This yeah. is my skin. Right. This is the skin that has no pigment. Right. So that people are like, why is your hand going this way? It's actually not. It's that when I'm running outside and I'm outside more than I ever have been before. Now, right. normally I used to cover my hands like crazy. I used to be right. very, very self-conscious of my hands yep. and very much not want to show people in the summertime. And I would douse myself with all sorts of things. June 25th is National Vitiligo Day. Oh, a lot of young people here around you are struggling big time with it. If you are African American, if you are Asian, if you are somebody of a minority, I'm a fair skinned white guy. Okay. You have to really kind of look to see if I've got it. If your skin is dark, it's a really a traumatic, traumatic thing for a lot of young people. Right. And for all, for us, Joe Rogan has vitiligo. I have vitiligo for a lot of you people. You may, I know people in the audience have reached out to me before and said, I have it too. Yeah. I'm 46. I don't give a fuck anymore. It, it doesn't matter to me anymore. But I see kids who are 15, 16, 17, and it, not that it breaks my heart, but people don't know what it is. So it's more about the awareness that like, you can't catch it from me. It's not like a disease I can give you. Right. It's a autoimmune disease where my body attacks the pigment in my skin. So my hair is gray, my hand, it's on my feet, it's on my elbows. It's just, 
how we go. Anywhere where your body has any friction points, for whatever reason, that's where your body goes to attack. Mm. That's why your hands go first, because that's where the most friction is. You're always touching things and always having these things. So every July 25th or June 25th, I always try to make a post and try to tell people and educate people. My brother, Colin, sorry, Colin, he has it. <laughs> it's He's turning 30. His hair right. is almost, his hair is almost like mine. It's going. And I didn't have anybody. He has me. So he asks me a ton of questions about like, what's going to happen? What's going on? It skips generations, which is funny because I have it. My brother, Ben, who was in the ER, doesn't have it. Colin, the next one in line, he has it. Oh, if it follows this way, that means my sister has it, which is not going to be, <laughs> she's not going to be too happy about, right. about having that. But Madeline's like, am I going to have it? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it is hereditary and there's no cure. There's nothing you can do for it. So for people who are, who have it, June 25th is a day that we all kind of sit back and try to tell and educate people as to like what we have. So you don't right. stare at us because people stare at me all the time and they're like, look at my hands all the time. And they're like, what is going on with that? And what is wrong with that guy? So June 25th. Did it used to, did it used to bother you when people asked you? Cause now it doesn't I bother you at all. Dyed my hair for 15 years because of it. If you see right. pictures of me, it bothered me more than anything in the world. When I was 19 and my hair was turning gray in college, I lost it. I couldn't handle it. It flipped me out. Right. And then I started to meet people who had it. And then I thought it was just on my hair. I didn't know what it was until it got to my hand. I thought I was just premature gray. That's all. I mean, right, right. Your right, hair is gray. Right. Your hair is gray. Yes. The word vitiligo never got said to me until I was 32, 31, 32 years old. Right? When, when, when that dot appeared on my left hand. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And right. that's when the dermatologist told me what it was. And then I understood. And then it was a while. I mean, it took me probably until I was about 40, 41, 42, till I finally was like, okay, you know, your skin is skin. People who have vitiligo, oftentimes racism is funny because like the color of your skin is underneath. We're all the same. It's just pigment. Right. All, so like, it's stupid to discriminate against somebody because like you see your skin, you see skin color meaning nothing. Like it doesn't, we're all the same. It's just the pigment of your skin and we're losing all the pigment of our skin. So if you're an African-American person, that's traumatic. You're almost turning white. If you, if, if you, if you have a lot of in your culture of being African-American or being, you know, an African descent right. and you start turning white. That's right. a really traumatic thing. Right. And so I feel that's why I think it's important to talk about it because there are, I mean, I'm a French skinned white guy. It's not really that different for me. It's really different for somebody who is of a dark complexion right. to watch, watch their skins go from dark to light to white, no color whatsoever. So that's June 25th. So on Sunday, that's Sunday Okay. Yep. on June 25th. So we're back on Monday. Yes. Full show. Yes. Tuesday, I'm on a plane at 930. So probably right. won't do anything. But then Wednesday, Thursday of next week, I think we can do the show. Yeah, I, I just saw that. I, I We'll discuss that. But yeah, that's uh, whatever you can do. I, yeah. I, if you want to do the show, we'll do the show. If no, I do. I mean, a couple I, days my backdrop will be different, obviously. But um, right, we should be able to do the show like you were doing it in Arizona. So we should be able to do that. Awesome. Throw okay. some family members on and get them to joke around and have some fun <laughs> with it. And then, um, because my mom's working on both those days, and then on the Friday the thirtieth is when we go to Maine, so that will put me into <laughs> more, into more of a difficult situation. Wait, when, when I, but the but, but yeah, that's going to be an interesting trip. But 
hopefully I'm seeing Emerson on the on that night on the 29th. Hopefully we'll oh, go, go out, have some fun with with them in the city and whatnot. So thank you for being here on a roll call Friday, guys. It's always our most fun day of the week. We'll be Great back stuff. on Monday. Dave and Matt for a Monday's He's BVB. Fine. Hit the like button. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Why is that ringing? Bye. <laughs>